forever. Dog. Warning! The following podcast is an appalling pile of putrid pablum that would sicken a stink bug with syphilis. It's Grinchmas on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to a very special holiday podcast, The Ride, hosted by three wise men, wise mainly in their ability to navigate Disneyland children's menus. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. Yes, hello. Hi. Um, we speak from experience. You guys speak from experience. We all just went uh, to- together, we, uh, rare, all, all of us, and uh, mm-hmm. Aaron and uh, Lindsay and uh, friend Anthony Geo and I know there was a lot of uh, kids menu ordering and Andrew, and our friend Andrew and Andrew Grissom. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, kids menu in general ordering is tough because a lot of places the policy really is that you should be a child. You don't like, they don't necessarily want to give you whatever the deal is unless you're actually a kid. Right. To entice parents to come in and, and you know, order adult meals, big boy meals. Um, but now with this new mobile ordering, you can order kids meals all the live long day and they won't know who it's for because you're not you don't have to have a kid there all it all it is you order it and they put it right up by the mobile ordering spot and you grab the tray it it's so easy I, the bl- you don't feel guilty at all well i believe that disney has always been like yeah whatever yeah buy a kids meal as long as you're spending the money we don't care well, most places but are like there's a social that. stigma yeah most places like besides like uh, mcdonald's doesn't care if you're ordering the happy meal you right. Um, but so, yeah, why does that not feel as stigmatized as other kids? Certainly, you would not do it at a sit-down restaurant, nor do I have a no, desire to. No, is McDonald's because everyone knows it's a little high in calories and salt and everything, so like Happy Meal does shrink your portions? Like, is that? Maybe mm-hmm. it's just Happy or... Meals are just such a part of culture. Why yeah. would you deny an adult the opportunity to buy one? To get a toy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I know there are places. I, know, I don't have an example that really are like you have to be you have to have a kid to do the kid's meal. Mm-hmm. So I think probably there's, you know, most places will do it for you. But, yes, there's a stigma. You don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some places the kid's meal is kind of a discounted meal. Yeah. So, But I don't, not necessarily at Disney probably, but... We, oh, so well, doing this order is kind of, oh, that's a little trick. Is it's what a you're, little, it was, that's a hack to you. I thought it was pretty uh, cheap. Well, we went, so we went down, just to contextualize this, uh, Mike and me and Anthony Gio went down, and, like, we left LA at like 6.30 in the morning to be there with Disneyland. We did rope drop. We did rope almost drop. Almost to close. Almost we to close. did 15 and a half hours, Something I like think. that. Wow. And so yeah. we started to get a little, little case of the hungries around 10, 1030. We were in Cars Land, and we all kind of wanted we a snack. On, we had gone on Guardians three times we went on in a three row, because we did row. it right Just when we walked right on. Um, and, and so we went, we walked into Flo's. They're still serving breakfast. The kids' uh, options of breakfast, uh, a couple of us got like a uh, little serving of eggs, a little thing of potatoes, turkey, bacon, a little pile of fruit. You had 
Little Waffles and I, Turkey Lil, Bacon. Little Waffles. Little yeah. Waffles. <laughs> your, your new <laughs> nickname. Little Waffles. My new nickname or yeah, his? Yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, even though, even, even though Mike had it, even it's though better Mike for you. It. All right. Better for you, Little uh, Waffles. Yep, Little Little Waffles. So, little. Uh, yeah. So, and it was like a few bucks. It was, it was a like nice five, five dollars with the with the AP discount. Yeah. So, but so like when you're looking at a full plate of food, even at Disney, a full plate of food is never five seventy five. It's at least I think now eight dollars, seven or eight dollars. So to have a a very decent portion of food is pretty unheard of, which is why I think it's maybe a little discount i mean obviously everything's yeah, yeah. marked up way way high but but all you have to do to get it is fraudulently pose as a child or a, mm-hmm. a, a caretaker to children what we what we did is we all four of us had big lollies and we <laughs> held the lollipops up when we went to pick up the trays after mobile order and in so, your case mike you had to hold it to block your facial hair yes um but if but a big enough lolly will do that easily uh-huh i believe uh I was there to pick up the two trays with the four meals, and the woman there was like, oh, you know, you can come back and get the other tray. And I go, oh, no. And I pointed to Andrew, and I said, oh, I have a helper, which is something that my mom or dad would say, like, when I was little. Really playing the part. So, And then we we did this again later at night around 7. I got uh, chicken nuggets and fries. It came with fries, apple slices, and a Coke. Similarly yeah. priced, like five or six bucks. You Man, had two Mike, children's meals on this day. Well, and, but Mike, and at that one, Mike ordered the toddler meal, I which ordered, was what? essentially <laughs> a small serve, the smallest serving you've ever seen of mac and cheese, and then a pouch of applesauce. Yeah, it was like why that? Of <laughs> I need. <laughs> I wanted a little snack to tie myself over until like an hour or two, and they had mac and cheese, and I didn't know the portion until I got it, but it was like a baby cup that it would was, fit it was on a tray about four of a stroller. spoonfuls. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a little pudding cup full of macaroni and cheese that so was very five small. noodles, and then I sucked applesauce out of a little plastic out a, package out of a tube. Out of a tube. This um, is perverse well, this that was, day. That was to tide you over to then when you had jambalaya a couple few hours later. Yeah, then I had an adult had meal, an adult a full meal. adult portion of jambalaya. We oh, were in, oh, but, oh. But I had... We should talk about this, too. I have to talk about this. I mean, this might be one of my greatest, like... This, Indiana Jones sliding under the the this is, falling wall and grabbing his hat at the last moment. This was one of the most, and I've been to Disneyland with you a lot. This is top five moments with Jason at Disneyland. And there was a Sunday. So there was a Sunday that was holiday exclusive, and they were only serving it at the Golden Horseshoe. Yes. And what would you, What was the Sunday? Sure. It was peppermint ice cream <laughs> sure. with candy cane pieces. Uh, brownie chunks, fudge, fudge or chocolate syrup. I don't think it was. It wasn't hot when I got. It, so I think it was just chocolate sauce. <laughs> uh, uh, and then two mini churros that were filled with um, uh, caramel. There's still stuff in the churros. <laughs> There's stuff in the churros within. And, and it's, then these are buried deep, many layers into a sundae. Uh, no, they were sticking out like the sides. <laughs> okay, sort of. exploding. So you, could dip. Out. you could dip and put it back, and then spoon, and then when you were ready for more churro. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a thing. You know, they've been doing a lot of limited time food stuff. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how they're fun, paying the bills nowadays. That's it's a, a fun, fun thing they do. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> Disney's to, shutting the lights off. Otherwise, no more AC at Disney. They'd have to build the rock, build more rides or something uh which yeah uh, they're they're not doing they're, that anytime they're soon. barely doing that um 
So, uh, so I really wanted this Sunday, and and I didn't see it until like I was looking through the app, and I saw that, and uh, right as you guys were finishing eating, and, and then your eyeballs turned into little mini churros mm-hmm. and exploded out of your face, and then sucked knocked back in, yeah. knocked me out of my chair across the table. <laughs> Ouch! Hey, uh, Jason. But I said, oh, I'd like to walk over to Golden Horseshoe and get this. And, and right. Lindsay and, said, that's great. I have a giant cup of Disney coffee, of disgusting Disney coffee that I need to finish. Right, before we went on Haunted Mansion or yeah. something, I forget exactly what. So we walked over there, and there was a time crunch because the Golden Horseshoe closes. Closed in about uh, 25 minutes. I believe it like 9 so. o'clock, or was it, it 10? It closed at 9. At 9. So we're walking toward, toward Golden Horseshoe and you're like I, I this might not be right but in my mind you're like rubbing your hands like you're licking your lips and rubbing your hands like you're very excited about the Sunday and w- all of a sudden, what could be here I'll ask this to the listener to Jason what could be more attractive than a Sunday what would he be more excited about because that is what he saw especially in the frontierland right. area in that little clue yes in the goal like when you're looking right at golden horseshoe uh toward the big thunder area what is right around there and it, a possible an even more limited offering right than Sundays the you answer, can always find a Sunday I know you're all shouting the answer right now because <laughs> the answer is the Mark Twain open at night because Phantasmic is not running yes and you were like, oh, like the, 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 you couldn't, like, you were collecting yourself. You were like, oh my, can we, is a Mark Twain open at night? Oh, a night, a night Mark Twain ride? Like, you kept, like, kind of, like, just yeah. questioning the reality of it. Like, can we go on the Mark Twain right now? And, and then, like, it was like, we, we saw you make, like, the decision of, like, Sunday versus Mark Twain, Sunday, and you're like, Oh, when am I going to get on the Mark Twain again at night? Because Fantasmic is usually running. I'm not sure why it usually wasn't running. running. Yeah, I don't know if it was just night. lower crowds because it was a weekday or um, it was the wet. It was a little chilly, but yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Uh, our guest Anthony Geo had not been on it before either, and he had said, "Oh, I'd like to ride. <laughs> I'd like to see you uh, with a shit-eating grin on your face riding that boat." And mm-hmm. we didn't get around to it during the day, so we just kind of written it off, and then we saw. So we so we're, we were like okay you're like okay I think there'll be enough time there's 25 minutes or whatever the boat ride isn't that long we got a Mark Twain we went up to the top it was a beautiful night and we were standing there for a while it's, yeah so we were standing there for a while and we we're like oh, is it just staying in heart is it staying docked is it actually going yeah. to go around the rivers of America so we asked and they said oh it's like. 10 minutes until it departs at 8.45. It departs at 8.45. So then now now this is is where stuff gets interesting because Golden Horseshoe closes at 9. So we're like, oh, well, how long does it take to get around? It's probably like 12, 13, 14 minutes to get around. And we're standing on the top deck and you or somebody encouraged uh, you to maybe you go down to the Sunday and bring it back. Yeah. And you were like, yes. So you so ran I tried that. I think I, te- I t- texted Scott at this moment and I said, Jason's going to try to get, <laughs> and I have a video of it. Jason's going to try to go down and get the Sunday and bring it back on the Mark Twain, but he only has, you know, so many minutes. And Along with a lot of gifts of, uh, of, Ethan, of Ethan Hunt, Hunt. barely escaping <laughs> explosions yes. and clouds of fog. So we were doing a bit where like, it was like Mission Impossible Fallout and like you were running after a Sunday and I think Anthony Gio was like, hmm, same old Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I am screaming at strangers. I'm working on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we watch you as you run into Golden Horseshoe. We're like, oh, man, he's got to make you got to get back. I go, oh, it would be horrible if he missed the Mark Twain, but he had a Sunday in his hand. Um, but the best I- if he could, like, 
barely like jump, yes barely make the leap right so he, with sunday intact like it almost <laughs> splashes out of the it leaves the cup entirely right. and then splashes back down perfectly or it like landed in a lady's hat and then he eats it out of the hat like a lady's <laughs> big hat and then he's like Ma- excuse me madam and he madam. takes the hat uh, a makeshift bowl right <laughs> macgyvering this so all of a sudden we see him emerge from the golden horseshoe with no sunday and we're like what's what the fuck what's going on and i did the like yeah yeah you, you made you a signal motion? like nah not gonna happen kind of running your hand across your neck and then you come up and you're like line's too long line's too it's long. not gonna happen line was not like, moving oh, no one was getting it was taking a while so then you know mark twain and then the boat starts going around and we're checking the time and it's a lovely little trip around at night i don't think i've ever done it at night it's very nice I think um, I, I think by the time we passed the the uh, hungry bear, I had put it out of my mind the Sunday to just enjoy the boat because I'm like, well, we're not going to get back in time and get unloaded. Right, but I still had my eye on the but time. Mike still had his eye on the time, and I was like, it's going to be close. So and we're I coming think back we're, on the dock, and we come back on the dock, and it's a short little jaunt from the dock to Golden Horseshoe. And you flashed your phone. You held your phone up. Yeah, and was it? 57 or 58 it might have been 58 it was 858 when we docked i think so even then that's a process of like waiting for the doors to open you got to get the people out of the way and you're trying not to like knock people out of the way so i was like i think you maybe can do it so you went to like the front and Anthony Geo was right behind you. Yeah, this has been documented. And multiple photographers multiple angles yes. apparently i've only seen some of them <laughs> so the boat the boat Finally, they open up all the doors. You and you and Gio and I. I'm also like in tow. I'm behind, and you guys take off. And I look at my phone, and it's 59. It is 8:59, and you are walking, 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 walking. And I'm looking, and I can see now. And and Lindsay got held up for a second, and I kind of like look back to check where she was. I looked over. You make it in the door. I can I, see I the can employee. See cast members. I can see the employee taking the exit stops out of the door. <laughs> Anthony Gio makes it in right. The guy closes the door behind him, and you guys made it in. And I couldn't believe it. It was like the most triumphant moment. You made it into Golden Horseshoe Through saloon doors that were closing, and right you behind got you. your goddamn Sunday. I got it. I got it, and I got to witness uh, the the. There was like two people ahead of me. You know, they're running two different there's there's serving hot food on the one side and then there's another guy making ice cream stuff. And when the person ahead of me just orders like chicken fin- uh, fingers, um, I can see him kind of leaning next to uh, on the cashier like he's like, what's this last guy going to do? What's this last guy going to do? <laughs> and I say one one peppermint holiday Sunday, please. And he I don't he didn't throw his hands up, but I could tell he like I could tell he was like. All right, one more. Like, kind of got up from his lead and made it, and he made it fast. Like, uh, he was ready to go, and it was delicious. And, like, we had an Indiana Jones fast pass, and you were like, That was the other. You, you guys were like, go. Fuck it. Go ahead. Go. I'm eating this I'm Sunday. I'm not going to scarf this down. So, you ate it alone, but you ate it in the Golden Horseshoe, or you took it out? I took it back to uh, where, across oh, by, from the Jungle Cruise. By Bengal Barbecue. Very nice indoor seating area by Bengal Barbecue. And walk, and then we came and rejoined because during all of this Aaron and I had broken off to have a quiet dinner Mm -hmm. by ourselves Mm -hmm. I'm very pleased with that decision but I to walk back up to you having 
uh, just sitting here with the the final. I think you'd left the churros as the final component of it, or at least well, one of I them. Well, yeah, I was kind of going back and forth, trying a little bit of everything. And yeah, mm. I definitely left some churro for the end for dipping. Mm-hmm. So this in level of like tier of treats, this is a high tier treat, you think? I'd say, yeah, I think it was a high tier treat. And I... I kind of did something. Usually, I like to have some bigger meal throughout the day, but I sort this day I sort of just kind of snacked through the day, mm. and I did find that very satisfying. And it was extra satisfying to have this <laughs> this high level treat at the oh, very end with steaks and with the with oh, steaks, wind yeah. lapping at yeah. your behind of the the closing doors of the saloon. Man. The fallout of all my good intentions, delight. <laughs> I will say this. There were two points because we showed up um, uh, much later and split off for a little bit. And both times that I needed to convene or reconvene with the group, both of them, this one was Andrew and one was you, Mike. It was uh, like, so where are you guys at? Well, we're getting Jason a snack. (laughs) <laughs> which i love oh, the yes. we're getting it's very yeah. parental like mm-hmm. he needs his he needs he his needs juice his, so uh, snack uh, his go-go juice he already had his packed snacks so he needs a, a purchase <laughs> and you snack. did have packed snacks i did have packed snacks yes you really do you bring a like a big bag full of stuff to the parks i mean it was a long day there but yeah you bring a whole thing like a picnic lunch i used to be real no bag and then uh you know i found it better to go back to an old boy scout trick and and when you're uh camping or hiking in colder weather it's better to wear uh lots of layers uh lots of thinner layers and that way if you get hot you just remove some of them but you still got to put them somewhere so mm-hmm. rather than carrying one big bulky coat i had a a sweater and a t-shirt and a, a lightweight coat so and a swiss army knife that every swiss piece army knife. that came out of it was either was a pretzel or a, a uh, granola yeah <laughs> a nature yeah. valley crunchy granola bar <laughs> or a peppermint stick yeah um yeah uh, uh important tool for the parks um well harrowing adventure here and uh on on the snack front we should say we're we as we record this are enjoying a, a holiday feast mm. that is Far greater than uh, uh, five macaroni noodles meant for a toddler. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, We've generously been provided a huge uh, plate of meats and cheeses from our friends at Cheesemongers of Sherman Oaks. Uh, Our friends Kia and Tyler, who who listen to the show and have come up on the show before, Uh, um, they, they they made us a really nice little platter and and a note written to us us good boys and we're working on on clearing the plate we're uh we will not be leaving uh drops behind this is just as as mike is wont to do at uh at your liberty taverns and such no i would i would not disrespect the plate like i did the plate at liberty liberty (laughs) square tavern no and this our eyes were uh exactly the right uh, size for our stomachs and Mm -hmm. uh uh yeah that was uh uh that was great. This yeah, is just you. a, uh, uh, you know, they're not an official sponsor other mm. than that they gave us, uh, you know, cheese. cheeses and stuff. Uh, uh, but I'm just, uh, uh, I'm a fan of what they do. And if you're in the LA area, go to Cheesemongers of Sherman Oaks and uh, tell them you're a podcast ride uh, fan. Because uh, uh, Kia once got recognized as being a fan of our show, and she oh, was wow. very delighted by that. To be recognized for for fandom, she also she made an effort to make a plate that was suited to like it's cheeses and meats it's not super sweet 
but brownies were included for the treat boy here. And I said, best brownie I've had all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. yeah, yeah. Before we start recording, yes, that's high praise. I, I've had some dry brownies this year. I feel like this uh, one was not dry. What this happened in year 2018. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like anytime I go, you know, you go into a bakery or a cafe in LA and they have like a case of stuff and, and so many times been like, Ooh, that brownie looks good. Oh, look, it's got a little caramel drizzle on top. And then God knows how long it's been sitting there. It ends up being very dry or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, overcooked. So, but these brownies, Kia, I'm going to be asking for the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this was perfect. I, I was like, we're trying to figure out, is there a way to customize it to, uh, to us? And, and she was asking me, what are, what are the guys like? And I'm like, well, Jason likes sweets and Mike likes blue alcoholic goo <laughs> colors, uh, which is why uh, she included uh, Kint's paste. That's as close oh. as she could come. It's almost like a jello. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a really undercutting uh, Kent's like paste. A spray. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, spray. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's close to like a jam or something. Yeah, it's jelly like. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's an attempt to get. That's as close yeah. as they could get to your uh, variety of alcoholic beverage. If she could have dyed a wheel of cheese uh, all the colors of the rainbow, that would have been something I'd be into. The olives are pretty brightly colored green. Yeah, but not bright enough. Cheesemongers, guys, tip for Kia. Just set, a, set You need a kid's menu. You need a I, wheel of cheese that is where you have dyed all of the... You've dyed the cheese uh, uh, every color from like red to purple. Neon colors, too, like those crayons they introduced in the 90s. Remember when they were like neon crayons in the Crayola box? Oh, mm-hmm. sure, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? All of those other colors that goldfish are. When you see goldfish that are oh, not yeah, just yeah, the yeah, orange, yeah. when they're also green and purple. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the answer. If there's only if there's one plus, so that's the plus up we would do if this this fine cheese right. store establishment R- ruin the cheese with colors. More dyes, more dyes, please. Um, <laughs> I also I was trying to find Disney connections to any of this and I, to what they included, and they in the plate there was some uh, duck salami, yes, uh, like Donald. Oh, so it's like we got to feast on Donald's remains oh, as we sat here. That's nice. Isn't that a sweet way to put it? Yeah, <laughs> and also a, a, type, a type of salami called called mole salami, but it looks like mole. Mm. Uh, mm. And she has had to assure people that this is not mole meat made meat. out of a mole. I would, but it would be fun because mole is a Wind in the Willows character. Mm-hmm. So we're like we're eating mole, mm-hmm. Toad's friend mole. Um, yeah, I, so that's another like theme possibility is yeah toad meats and uh, uh, badger meats. I'm yeah. sure they're all fantastic uh so yeah there's hey there there's a there's a, a menu that's re- really what disney should put on the on the menu is you should be able to visit all your favorite characters and then you meet your favorite characters and then eat your favorite characters <laughs> the sure. meat and eat yeah <laughs> eat a mouse oh <laughs> man if mike could get an all you care to eat family size platter of mighty akron meat oh my god <laughs> whoa i like how you said all you care to eat well, that is. <laughs> I'm just following the. Uh, is that the, the new way to write brand. it? That is Disney switched. I think a lot of some restaurants switched to from all you can eat to all you care to eat what? as a way to try and trick people to like don't don't just eat until you can't eat anymore. Just eat a normal amount. I think it's a thing that came up. Uh, I'm sure it's working. The obesity epidemic. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would feast on the banshee, aka the mighty Akron. Yeah, that would be. They don't serve that, or they really should serve like they uh, at the at the canteen and Avatar, which is one of the best quick service restaurants at any theme park. I feel 
Um, they don't make fake. They don't say like chicken is a cron or something, but they should. That yeah. would be fun. Also, something that uh, Bakia cheesemongers or any aspiring restaurateur could do somebody and you could spell it r- differently it doesn't have to be spelled like the the fox and is eventually disney owned word a cron it could, you could spell it with like crab with a k you could mm. get it get it oh, off sure. a little bit but if you could be the first establishments to get uh, uh, a cron meat um and also it's a small investment but you, you you would have to like i guess travel to pandora to get it Really, but if your restaurant got a, a teleportation, an avatar pod, uh-huh. and then you could go to that world, hunt the Akron, kill it, and bring it back to Earth with you, um, that, that's a hell of an angle for a restaurant. Yeah, that's I mean, that's uh, theme parks are getting more immersive, and maybe that's the next step of we'll be able to hunt our own quick service meals. That would be like <laughs> that's the only way to eat at the uh, Evermore mm-hmm. Park. The fully immersive yeah. one is you have to kill your a meal before boar. you eat it. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. or like a mystical creature. A boar isn't mystical. And it, in the Disney of the future, you have to walk up to a to a Clarabelle cow. Oh, a milker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your milk from her. She's friendly oh, about it. She's it, perfectly. She knows what she is. Uh, She's some a of cow. those cheeses did say "made by Clarabelle" on it, so I guess that's what. Uh, <laughs> That oh, was another. Is there? Wait, is that real? Huh? No. <laughs> okay. No. I don't know I the name. I don't know the name of the chi oh, of the. I met uh... the ones Kia provided. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> you said she works closely with um, farm, so uh, you know maybe she works with Clarabelle's uh, home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, she works with the big. She worked with the Big Thunder Ranch before it oh, closed. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it was all uh, uh, cheese from those goats. Yeah. One of my favorite things from the trip was that. We all had waters from that kids' meal and breakfast, and you went back to the counter to exchange it for a milk. Yes, because uh, it's protein. <laughs> protein helps fill you up. Also, I had a giant bottle of water in my bag. A carton so of I'd... milk, though, like a school, yeah, like a school, school child. Yeah. So here's the part of the podcast where the eater of the toddler mac and cheese is roasting the drinker of the <laughs> child's sucked, milk. I sucked apple juice out of a little packet like a like a applesauce applesauce yeah, excuse me applesauce <laughs> i i slurped applesauce through a straw essentially in a like a what do you call it not a juice box what are the juice capri pouch, sun like a capri it was like a capri yeah. sun and i sucked apple juice out of it <laughs> but i didn't go back to get it that's the difference here that's, I, the, that's the that's issue. the thing that makes we, it we better. We finally found the line. Is I that was they also, return trip. I was getting Tabasco too for the eggs. That's true. Yeah. And you also said you were going to go get a roll or a I biscuit. I was going to buy an a la carte biscuit because the biscuits looked really good, and I decided I didn't need the carbs. But then you came back with the milk. I came back with the milk. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's like a carton of milk. Uh, and now you know. If you're wondering what is the dream world of visiting the parks, a lot of people, yeah, the think guys about that. themselves, the real guys. <laughs> you know, it involves carb considerations. And uh, d- child's milk cartons thrown out the window as I made everyone wait while I went to a little uh, pop up shed to buy a pot roast sandwich. Uh, that is true. That was, we were waiting there, and it wasn't so. It long. It wasn't so long. But you, yeah, they have the I, festival, the food festival now in California Adventure, and they have all these different foods. Mm-hmm. And you went to buy. I went to get jalapeno, like spicy latkes, because I was like, "Ooh, that sounds good." You, Jason, was eating like eleven a.m. spicy latkes at one of these carts. They and. were out, and so uh, then I went to the next cart, and I got, like, a, a small, like, beef sandwich, small pot roast sandwich. It was pretty small, like club roll. 
Mm. Right. Um, so, well, let's we'll, we'll we should post the timestamps of when all of these meals occurred. Uh-huh. Should write these in like a fancy calligraphy font. <laughs> should make this a limited edition, you know, so like a, a tapestry that you could mount on a wall. Yeah. If you want to honor Jason's meals for the day, um, all the. <laughs> It's a, or it's a 2019 calendar honoring every 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 month is a one through twelve is items you had on this particular day. Oh, cool! March is a, a Cliff Bar and coffee he made at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, merch on the way in 2019. But hey, we can't uh, uh, we can't skip past 2018 because we're currently in the holiday season and we have to acknowledge. The re- the reason for the season, the real, the true, re- like why this time of the year matters, and that is Grinchmas. Okay. Merry Grinchmas, Merry to everyone. Grinchmas. I don't care if it's PC to say or not. I'm <laughs> saying it. Merry Grinchmas. I've been holidays. saying to everyone on the street. Uh, I don't care who hears it. Um, this okay. So. Uh, Grinchmas, if you don't know, has been a tradition for uh, uh, you know almost two decades running at Universal Studios, both uh, Hollywood and Orlando. Really, just ever since the um, <laughs> finest film thus far of the millennium, the Jim Carrey, Ron Howard, How the Grinch Stole Christmas came out in the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. We're now we're heading into twenty nineteen. We're almost twenty years into this millennium. Has a film topped it? <laughs> we got off to such a strong. Start. It is yeah. still the movie to beat in the 2000s. It is, uh, it is an unstoppable juggernaut. Everyone has a tradition with it. We all do, obviously. Now, um, we're excited to, even though we don't have kids, we are all thinking about having kids to show them this, to continue the tradition on. It would be the primary reason, yes. Yeah. To pass the the fine tradition of Grinchism down to a new generation, because I'm worried it's going to slide. And, yeah. and, the, and everybody's so mixed up now. What would this new one, this new Grinch, mm-hmm. who is, you know, he's, he's making it a little too personal with these ads all around L.A. telling you your acting career isn't going good. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's too mean. You, you didn't learn those sides well enough. Are those and, customized for each city? Like in Detroit? Uh, is it about the auto? Is he roasting the auto industry? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the water, the drinking water. Oh, the, oh, god! <laughs> it's yeah. They 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 criticize you know farms in Kansas and like uh, they tell Pittsburgh steel workers, uh, "Hey, your steel sucks." Uh, the Donald, Grinch goes there. Did Donald Trump reopen those steel mills? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's roast. He's roasting coal miners. He's uh, yeah. Uh, but just you know, just like Trump, we like. Uh, he speaks his mind. We sure. would. We want the Grinch to be honest. That's what we like about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even still, I think this new Grinch is too. Uh, is too rude and uh, and too animated. And I want my Grinch will always be. Well, not the original Grinch. That was animated as well. To me, the Grinch needs to be. <laughs> Live action, and it needs to be an actor who is suffering for twenty-hour days, mm-hmm. covered in yak fur, uh, and is have in so much pain that he needs a CIA expert to help him cope. Yes, uh, I think that's right. I think that you want to see that suffering on screen, and that's yeah. a big part of what makes the Grinch. You really believe why he's such a Grinch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because you can feel Jim Carrey's pain and having like PTSD. Oh no, I guess that's later. He has PTSD. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with panic attacks. He went in hard. The... He's covered in a lot of makeup, and he went hard in that movie. Mm-hmm. He did, and that he is a true. Big. That is a true fact that he. It was. He, he like I think the the first makeup application for this film took eight hours, and the story is that he kicked a hole in a wall and said, "I can't do the movie." Um, what a prima donna! Yeah, huh? <laughs> he's he's not willing to do eight hours of makeup every day, and I think they got it down there it got better but i think where it truly got maddening for him was the uh, contact lenses because he had to put in the little like reptile style uh uh, contacts and i I did i did a video one time where i was like it was kind of grinch i was playing sort of like a dr susie uh uh, character and i was like uh, like essentially naked and then like covered in like fluff uh, uh like weird like something was sprayed on me to give me like a furry texture mm. and then there was talk of giving me contacts and i think i must have flashed to jim carrey oh, and gone yeah. i think i'm going so insane already i think that will be the final thing because i did there was one other video where i did wear the little contacts and it drove me crazy because i don't wear contact lenses yeah to begin with so then this these weird uh, uh, that's a hard thing to wrap your head around putting those up. But apparently, anyway, back to Jim Carrey. Apparently, he would like he put those in, and for some reason, the the like fake snow it was all over the set was just gravitated to those oh my God. contacts. So he's he has no none of Jim Carrey's real skin is v- visible or like he's covered head to toe, and then fucking snow is filling up in his eyeballs that can, already have contact. Horrible. What are you, we doing? Can you see? You can see out of them, and just like everything is green as well, and, and also distorted because of the way the thing looks. I'm I not sure. I haven't done that level of like monster. I haven't done the Marilyn Manson uh-huh. contact lenses. I just did something that tinted my pupils blue one time and i hated it so yeah. much when did you see blue basically no i don't think i did it ends okay. up being fine but just like if you're not used to putting on contact i'm lenses. sure they make it a little cloud i i have never had contact lenses and i did ask an eye doctor once i was like oh could you size me for them just in case i decide to try them out and they're like yeah just a heads up just a reminder you pretty bad astigmatism in one eye um mm. And so he's like, so he put one in the one eye, and that felt okay, felt a little weird, but I had never had it done before. He put it in the other eye, and within 30 seconds, I was like, take it out, take it out, take it out. Did it hurt? It did hurt. It it was simultaneously painful and annoying. Oh, interesting. Now, there are special contacts for people with astigmatism. You can get it, but it does cost more, and you Uh have to make sure you get the right ones and stuff, but... The the one that always seemed the scariest uh, was that when Jordy and Star Trek: The Next, the Next Generation would take his visor off, they'd have to put in opaque contacts because oh. he's blind on the show and he couldn't see anything. Oh, which always sounded like I would have a panic, claustrophobic panic attack with yeah. that. No but kidding. I was like, God, how often did he? I like he once in a while he would take the visor off. Yeah. But yeah, just a solid wall inside your eyeballs. Yeah, I, 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 you, they would have to like coach, like coach me through a technique to make. We just did. We, we maybe we'll talk about it later. We just did a séance at the Magic Castle, the Houdini séance, and this, this, I, I sometimes sleepwalk in the middle of the night if the room is too dark. I get weird, and I'll be like, "Where, where's the bathroom or something, or where's the door?" I usually can't find the door unless you have to be like, "Oh, it's over here." And 
she sent me into a brief panic attack because he because the guy running the seance was like, all right, I hope everyone's okay being in the dark. She goes, I hope you're okay being in the dark. She was kind of joking, and I spiraled for a minute, uh, just a minute of like, oh my god, yeah, what what? And I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. But I truly like was like, should I tell like should I tell them I'm going to be bad in the dark or should wow. I? Oh, it's so just, funny when he said that it will be pitch black in here when I turn it down. I did think like hope, hope old blackout curtain mics okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh but so I could see like I have that sometimes knee jerk little panic attack thing. I put on for a funnier die thing, I put on a helmet, a racing helmet because those are very tight over your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there that the the idea that it was tight I think is the psychological thing so I like squeeze it over my head and I for like a minute or two I was like you're not going to get out of this ever. It's not going to you're never <laughs> oh, going to get out of this. And I had to be like wow. okay all right it's fine everything's fine. They're going to have to like chainsaw you out of it. Yeah. And the this, same thing happened when I was fitted for this thing that the bit I never did on Conan is when I had to put on a big fat suit and they squeezed me into it and my arms were over my head and they got stuck over my head. And that was the worst because it was like, you're, you're never getting out of here. You're never getting out of here. And then they pulled it like down on top of me. And I was like, like kind of seeing like, like I was a very small circle in the room and no one's paying attention. Obviously no one notices because I'm not like screaming. Uh, and then I was like, you know, could we, um, could you like, we put this on a different way? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe. And they, luckily they cut it off. But like, so I can see like those things, which are very minor. You I thought could, you were going to have to live as a fat man I the rest of your life. I this was going to. Then the was, doctor breaking the news. It's not coming off. <laughs> it's grafted to your body now. Your skin has accepted it. And this is just your skin now. This is your skin. It's slowly turning into actual yep. skin cell by cell. Hey guys, it's Mike here. I have a little message about a company called Everlane that makes some awesome clothes. Look, would you buy a t-shirt for $50 if you knew it only cost $7 to make? No, of course not. You would not. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. Here's some great stuff about Everlane. They only make premium essentials using the finest materials without the traditional markups. And they tell you the real costs so you know you're never overpaying. Everlane wants you to know what you're paying for and why. They're very transparent about every step in their process from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. Now, Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Their clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. They have essentials like the Cotton Crew t-shirt, and they're exactly what they should be. Simple, stylish, and they're made from quality material. Now, I got some Everlane clothes. I wear them a lot. I have the Air Oxford shirt. It's like a salmon-y color. It's wonderful. The 365 fleece. It's relaxed crew. It is, I look wonderful. People compliment these clothes. They say, Michael, you look good. Uh, here's the thing. Everlane's Timeless Essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills, just quality. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash theme park. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash theme park. Everlane.com slash theme park. You guys will look as good as me. Now, to contextualize all of this, so like, yeah, so when you get stuff like this on, you either uh, costume contacts, costume fat suits, costume makeup, you have to be in it for hours and hours on a film set or a TV set. Mm-hmm. And... People like Jim Carrey, if you're the star of it, they check on you, up on you a lot. But if you're just kind of in the background, like, mm. 
good luck. <laughs> You're just they check on you every you now just and have then. To raise your hand. Just don't of. pass out. Please don't yeah. pass out. The, yeah, so there's many who's extra, the who's in Whoville that had to go through a crazy process as well. They just there weren't PAs rushing over to them with fans. There was like one fan for thirty Whovillians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I bet the big concern was like, will will Jim leave? Mm-hmm. Will he stop doing this? Right. Because he had to be in that costume for ninety two shoot days or something. Oof. And they finally got it down to where it only took three hours to put on and one hour to take off. Madness. This is the kind of... I was, thinking about all this, this is in kind of a crucial juncture where movies are changing a lot. And I, hearing about all this, you kind of go, yeah, maybe everything should be CGI. Maybe that's right. <laughs> maybe, like, uh, I'm as much as any... I love seeing an E.T. puppet in a scene yeah. instead of a CGI creature. I prefer that in my Jurassic Parks or what have you. But when you're talking about a guy going mad needing a cia torture expert to help him through the process and require and every second of the day he's like his face is getting touched up and mm-hmm. like yeah maybe, maybe computers make sense not the worst idea i was watching a video of um ninja turtles the first ninja turtles and they were doing fight choreography but the guys were in the suits doing it uh-huh. and i was like man are we ever gonna see a ninja turtle movie where the guys are people are in the suits again mm-hmm. and the answer is no there's no way like there's just no way because yeah. you really imagine and then i'm like oh yeah thinking about the day of work and how hard it was to puppet because there's a puppet tear off to the side moving their head but then there's a person in that just insane suit big thick rubber suit i think there's fans in there but like yeah how hard that must be. They did three Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, speaking of Conan, I don't think you worked with this guy, but the the, the special effects uh, guy who worked at, at uh, Conan for a long time was a did the costumes for number three. Uh, oh, he, did. he He took it over <gasps> for number three. And I, I don't remember the stats, but... I saw there, he had a photo up in his office of like the warehouse of all of the t- turtle suits dangling down and like... Once they were done, when you were done with a day of shooting, it was gone in the wash an entire day. So there had to be like, I want to say four separate suits for all the main characters, just the those. So they would clean them essentially. Yeah, like you're you're, you're out. It, they, like it's the cleaning process is so intense. Like a full day is gone. So that wow. suit, you're not shooting with that suit for a entire day. Huh. That's like a, a major, major wash in a shop for people, a long time. Because they would be sweating so bad in the suit, and it would stink so bad. Yeah, they'd have probably to clean paint it out. comes off, and probably you got to right. touch Bacteria up. And, and, yeah, but seeing this creepy like dry cleaner setting Ooh. of all turtle skin hanging around. I'd <laughs> still like to see it. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, it's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, terrifying, though. Same guy did uh, uh, Short Circuit. So there's like a... Um, what's the guy? Johnny Five? Uh, oh, right, uh, right. The, one of those is hanging around the, the office, too. And you had to wash Johnny Five every day, too. So you need to, like, four Johnny Fives. <laughs> Massage it also. Yeah. yeah, make sure it's comfortable. Um, so, you know, at Universal Studios, every year you can still visit a tribute to this... A uh, glorious age of incredibly inconvenient film. Yeah. Uh, and but, th- oh, sorry. Go and, and not, again, to reiterate, not the current Grinch movie. Current no. box office gross $211,690,175. Wow. Very successful. Going to top the original's gross, which was already, which I think was like around $250, 240000000 Not acknowledged. I went up there last night. 
there is not a drop of new Grinch. Why? It is still really? Jim Carrey Grinch. I think I saw one poster from a picture at City Walk, but that mm-hmm. might also have it, been the week it came out. But the main, the actual area of Grinchmas, which I don't think I've clarified if you haven't been up there. It is essentially, this is a place called, is it called like Universal Plaza or something? It's yeah. like mm-hmm. taken over this, this little zone that's this little Whoville winter wonderland. It's yeah. not necessarily a thing through the entire park. So there's this miniature Whoville set up. And within that, no acknowledgement of new current smash hit film, The Grinch. <laughs> Uh, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe they just didn't yeah. have the time, and maybe they didn't want to like muck it up. A different it's... style, a very different style of film. It uh, seems like they do. Like Universal was doing the Illumination Grinch, though, to like weave the Grinch into their universe of movies, and it feels very synergistic or whatever the word would be. But mm-hmm. so it's bizarre that they didn't roll that out in this year. Because that's that's the Grinch now. I would well, think. well, and they're starting to. We've got despicable. These all these films are Grinch's Illumination Entertainment, as is Despicable Me, mm-hmm. as is Secret Life of Pets, which is coming to Universal. So all of that, uh, and supposedly that's coming in on the upper lot. So there'd be this little. There's already this little Illumination Zone. Right. And Grinch is right there. It would make sense. It would all tie together really clean. Yeah. So maybe next year is the time to roll out the Cumber Cumberbatch uh, Grinch. Yeah. I'll, however, though. Maybe it happens, and then maybe I kind of miss Jim Carrey Grinch in a weird way. I think it's kind of funny that they're still committed to it. Well, some of the set dressings that I saw looked uh, like painted painted in the Seuss style, painted in the the book style. Yeah. Sort of mixed in, just... Well, and there's a lot of imagery around of the Seuss Grinch. Yeah. So it's a a big old mess of all Grinch... yeah, you will. The interesting thing about the Jim Carrey Grinch is how perverse it seems to me. <laughs> Every time I see a photo of it, it's like scary and weird. And Illumination mm-hmm. Grinch seems you got it. He's straight ahead. It's normal. Sassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, did let me ask? Did you guys see the Jim Carrey Grinch in theaters? No, I've never seen the entire. Never film. seen the entire. I film. haven't either. So, <laughs> I remember going to the theaters that weekend, and my dad and brother saw it, and I opted for the other big release of. November 17th, 2000. Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Sixth Day. Whoa. The Sixth Day. Really? The cloning mm. one. That's the I one where there's the two of day. them. Oh. The Sixth Day. It was fine. I enjoyed it at the time. Uh, you know, this is the a hell time one. of... Is that the hell one or is that... What's, no. Oh, what's the hell one that what came around that, that time? That's right around that time. I can't It's like last it. two movies before Governor. It was Sixth Day and there was something about hell. I don't know. Who yeah. cares? Who gives a um, shit? Both fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why they were insistent on seeing that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see the Sixth Day. What'd they think? I think they liked it. Yeah. I think they liked it okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, we laughed so much. We laughed up a storm, Jason, and you, you missed, missed out. missed it. Um... um this I, was also the time of Charlie's Angels would have been in theaters. Uh, the first one? Oh, yeah, yeah, 99, yeah. No, 2000. 2000. I think it was, I think Charlie's Angels is out then. Too. I didn't see that in the theater either. Um, I don't think I did. I've uh, seen it. Too though. bad no theme park presence of McGee, Charlie's Angels. That would be, that's a perfect universal stunt show stunt, something hold over and you're like hey did you see that there's a charlie's angels thing still at universal that is in, perfectly yes they Japan. would still have it today yeah yeah absolutely uh but there's new charlie's angels coming so maybe well one happened a couple of year, a few years ago right is that uh, longer there was a short-lived uh, abc tv revival oh was there and it was so God, bland I don't know. It, it was gone before christmas i feel like Jeez. wow oh end of days is what end i was looking days. for okay 
Uh, it was also kind of fine. Both both of them pretty fine. Sixth day and then collateral damage was the other one. He was getting he was he, he had his eyes out the door, I feel like, of the yeah. movie career uh, yeah. towards the end. Well, he was not picking him damage, so good. I believe, was one of the movies that got delayed because of nine eleven because like, oh, there's way too many we gotta dial back the terrorism attacks in this movie or people are. Yeah, a lot of it. movies got hit yeah. uh, right after the fact. The the uh while we're talking about the film which influences the uh, the park uh, show and the way it has been for many years running now. Uh, I I would like to, maybe not everyone would use this term, but I I, I will call what is on the whose faces uh, snouts. All of the mm-hmm. char- I characterize these bizarre noses they have as snouts, and to me, I mean this may have come up when we talked about Cat in the Hat, but mm-hmm. I am truly bothered and disturbed. By the snouts. I understand that if you read a Dr. Seuss book, they don't quite look like you or me. They don't have human noses. However, had Ron Howard just made the decision, yeah, and then it'll be a bunch of humans, I don't think a single person is bothered by that. Scott? I'm a hundred percent with you. Yay! <laughs> I am right. I was I worried. Have, <laughs> I haven't written down of why are the residents of Whoville disgusting pig faced people? I yes. don't understand it. There's like just the Twilight Zone. That one with the pig face. Yes, I wrote down. Are they related to the characters in the Twilight Zone's Eye of the Beholder episode? Because it looks just like that. It doesn't make any sense. I went and found screen grabs from the cartoon special and from the book and i'm like they're just kind of kind of cartoony but they're still human their it's hair is weird full on they do not have they bizarre don't. animal that, faces that was a big swing for the howard yeah. movie yeah that was a big choice on their part and now we're stuck with it and forever, forever. now minimum wage actors on both coasts have to get these jobs where in order to perform robotic dance routines many times a day to have that honor they have to put on bizarre prosthetic snouts but then every also, single day some of them don't yeah some right? of them have like some tiny little tiny noses little well it's... there's a bizarre okay so evidently there was there's a show at Islands of Adventure yes. that is part of that that is there's not a in Hollywood full production in in a sound stage and okay. Mike you'll be interested in this uh, from the pictures I saw, it looks like it is uh, in Soundstage 19, technically on the uh, border of Islands of Adventure. You enter through Islands of Adventure, but you can see into the other park. Hmm. Soundstage 19, often used as the impact zone on oh, impact wrestling. Of course. Okay. Yes. Uh, but gotcha. they build a full set and do a retelling of, of the Grinch. Oh, wow. And I didn't uh, watch an entire uh performance of this and if you the listener are mad that i didn't watch a full grinchmas <laughs> show uh uh just please have some christmas forgiveness for me please but i i did skip to one random part where there's a little girl and she does not have a snout and there's a strange line about well you just haven't grown into your nose yet ha 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 what do you mean they start they're born with regular noses and develop snouts through puberty what are we it's talking very, about um First of all, I just came upon a picture of Matthew McConaughey at Grinchmas. Did anyone see this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's Matthew McConaughey and Grinch and then like two Whovillians or whatever. I don't know what it's from. I don't have uh, any context for it. It's fun. Um, I do like it's not just snouts. I think when you say snout, it undersells because I'm pro snout on humans 
for a lot of things. Like I grew up with a show called Zubilee Zoo, and they were all animals, Ugh. and they all had and people. Some people find this show a bit terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I know. And you I'm know no what Zubilee? You know what I'm talking about? Ben Vereen, uh, classic kids show. Uh, and I, I get that that's a little creepy, but I like it. But it's it's an extra level of snout. It's an extra level of. There's, I can't describe what it makes it so weird this and creepy. Turned, I think it's like having a seal's face, yeah, melded onto your face. It does. I guess that's maybe. It does look like. It looks like experimenting was done. It looks yeah. like an. It yes. doesn't look natural, and it looks like experiments were done all the Whoville. So there's maybe some horrible backstory of some island of Doctor Moreau where he mm-hmm. engineered the Whoville's uh, residents to be. Snout, half snout, half human. Once humans have been synthesized with seals, then I will have achieved my ultimate purpose on this earth. Yeah, why? What is what is that? I mean, yeah. like, I don't... It doesn't square with my image of the book. I read the book as a yeah. child, and I watched the special, and I did not think... Oh, oh, mom, can we put on the special where the monster bothers the seal people? Yeah, it is not an accurate. The, they could have absolutely so much plastic is saved over many decades. And they're they don't not do like this. that in the special. If anything, their hair is the interesting. They're pot, furry, yeah. and they're kind of furry. They're, yeah, curly Q hair. Yes, that's plenty. Yeah, um, they're all yeah, they're all furry, and like they could have all just been furry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just make them all like chewy. We're just none of it, which is one of the only good choices in the uh, in the Mike Myers cat in the hat right is that uh they we don't have snouts or so what, what do you call a seal's face uh, that's maybe we need to the, what's the actual term here face is fine <laughs> but a snout i guess a seal has a, a snout. snout a snout isn't specific yeah. to one type of animal is it mm-hmm. i don't think you well know, there's no there's no seal people is the point in right. uh, uh in and the and the only good thing that it, but you know who is a seal person thing one and thing two mm. and they are horrible in that uh, that mike myers i one. mean they're yeah. definitely freaks of nature Another thing, by the way, just sidetrack. We already covered. We talked about the Mike Myers movie a little bit a while ago. But like, um, did you guys come across this? That when uh, Theodore Giesel's widow made the deal with Universal, she was really she really specified um, the 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 actors who star in any of these films have to be of the top tier box office talent like it's we're talking and they she she listed like jack nicholson (laughs) tom hanks jim carrey yeah Mm -hmm. and so one of the people on her list was in it but in the pursuit if you think about it now in the pursuit of getting the biggest stars in the world to be the dr seuss characters jim carrey is like literally going and say he might snap entirely because he's on a cia level of torture mike myers do you do you remember the fact that he like was forced to do that movie because of this theater yeah the sprockets movie fell apart and it was to like make good with uh uh, with dreamworks or or, or, universal i guess Uh, Mm um and like there was all in the fallout of the sprockets movie people were like following him and bugging his house and he was like being there was this like bizarre top tier harassment going on of Mike Myers thus resulting him in being forced <laughs> resulting in him being forced into fur for many hours both of these films are li- just literally torturing giant movie stars yeah. well, and i remember i mean the story is that the Mike Myers cat in the hat made the estate go like 
No more live action. No more live action. <laughs> but the other thing, and this this stuff came up a little when we talked about Cat in the Hat with Jenny Nicholson. Um, the initial deal, as reported in the media, was for three movies. And the third, I think, was, oh, the places you'll go. Mm-hmm. And that just never happened. We they never made the third movie. And that was going to be Jack Nicholson. I was going to say, we're going to use him. We're going to go to a lot of places. <laughs> I've with Jack's contract. Like famously, Jack has like in his Batman contract. I think he got to take off for Lakers games <laughs> shooting. Like it was something where he got paid like so much more than Michael Keaton. He didn't have to work that many hours, and then he got to go to any home Laker games if they were on the schedule. So, I don't know. He would have had to go in, in character, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. He would have been courtside as one of the characters from <laughs> With the seal face uh, and big, <laughs> big swoopy hair. I think if there had been, there was apparently almost like somebody pitched a version of a Jack Nicholson Grinch movie. And I think had that panned out, they would have taken him into the makeup and costume trailer, shown him all of this. So you'll be, it's actually yak's fur and it's going to cover your body. And then we're going to paint your face and it'll be kind of like whiskers. They would have taken him through the whole thing. And then at the end, like, Nope, <laughs> and then, then, then it just walks it. away. I don't think so, man. <laughs> Not <laughs> happening. And then they would have just like put him under a green light, and that's right. your Grinch. <laughs> How uh-huh. about a gel, and we're done? <laughs> you know, talking about a listers, McConaughey was there, and I hear when he was visiting Grinchmas, they did ask him, "Hey, Matt, Uh-oh. what do you want to see? What would you like to see at night when it's dark on the tree?" Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. And he said, all lights, all lights, oh all lights. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. We really had to oh, wait that, for that. That required, hey, speaking of Matthew McConaughey, Oof. 10 Oof. minutes ago. How do you think I feel? I've been waiting for that for 15 minutes. You've been trying to concoct that, I think, I for 15 minutes. You're like, okay, all right, all right. What is wrong with right? I'm thinking about the, the okay. deal for the live action Zeus movies. That was that was very good. Very you, good. You, you earned your milk. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> need, I need Jeez. milk to watch that. The duck salami. <laughs> <laughs> um so because of the way this film is you get a lot of seal people and you get to go hang out with them and watch a little show have you guys experienced a, a, a grinchmas of any kind either um, here or in florida I, uh my well, most of my experience with grinchmas is going on the studio tour around christmas and them doing the grinch show for the tram the whoville sing along on the studio tour yeah which that has is since my... been canceled canceled right oh yeah. they aren't doing that now yeah okay so you would go so generally on the tram tour you go see the war of the worlds where it's, there's a down a plane and the uh, uh bunch of houses or whatever and then uh it i don't well, know it's, it's right before um literally next to the psycho house yeah oh like, wait like, it's, 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 it's before I'm, I'm getting my it's right, the, geography the, the, wrong the, weirdly the the um the whoville sets back right up to You're, the Bates okay. motel like, literally just like share a wall it's very odd and and yeah, you pull up in front of the tram, and then they like sing a song toward you, and then that's it. <laughs> like toward, that's accurate. And then it like, as you're pulling up, 
I don't. I don't know much about this. I don't have a lot of the song in my head, except that a guy on stilts is like, we've been waiting for you, uh-huh. which makes me uncomfortable. Why? Yeah. You shouldn't have. Uh, it's fine. Listen, listen, seal people. And there are a lot of prof- <laughs> off. a lot of performers in my memory. It might be 25, mm-hmm. but there's it's a smallish space. It's a small space. And you always go by it on the tour. It's just usually there's not performers there and it's this weird it, it looks like it's really faded in the sun over they the years not painted it and usually around christmas time they just put stuff on top of it yeah huh but there's like an it wasn't unfun it was kind of like oh good the people are here the who's are here to sing and then but it wasn't it was it it's was better than you would expect it's yeah, not but super it's, it's they put more into it than like you know like little little not snoopy shows yeah so it's not it's not nothing but it is does it make my enjoyment of seeing that set 10 times higher no maybe 1.5 times higher like oh go oh, that was nice great and we're going on i mainly am just thinking about the the madness that sets in with the performers because they're in seal faces they got their snouts on <laughs> and they're like tram after tram they have to perform the exact same routine there's no room for deviation because it's a pre-recorded musical number so they got to hit it exactly and that's also the same zone where a norman bates has to wait around right to attack the tram and it's like it's kind of weird up there. It's like in the hills, and literally there's like coyotes wandering around that <laughs> lot. And that's the weirdest part of the tram tour, mm-hmm. for sure. It's a weird juxtaposition of things, of scenes. The most happens up there. I don't know. And then no live person has shown up for right. 50 minutes. Because stuff, yeah, stuff would happen periodically, and I haven't taken the tram tour so much in the last couple of years, but sometimes you would get performers doing stunts earlier, sometimes you wouldn't. There mm-hmm. would be stuff that would pop up here and there on the tour. There's a little history of, yeah, I think they did like a maybe a little Western shootout. Yes, that's what my memory is, that there would be like a guy who would do a stunt out of the second story and fall onto a mat, do like a stuntman fall onto a mat. Yeah. But yeah, and I remember I remember a couple times when like Norman wasn't at the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. Like it, you never quite know what you're gonna get. Did you do the tram tour while Grinchmas was happening? Yes, and I specifically remember not really paying attention to any warning that this was going on or it not being clear to me. So I was just I was talking. I was in the middle of a boring sentence about the Ron Howard film, which used over enough snow to fake snow to cover eight football field and then <laughs> rounding a corner and then just a musical starting and uh-huh. i feel like i was probably in pretty high danger of saying on mic what the fuck is this <laughs> i truly didn't wow. know so like, you huh. were just caught off guard entirely yeah yeah it really threw me i had to stop what i was saying it's uh wow. it's, uh, like i had not been like i hadn't rehearsed no, it or no one told said, about it there's a whole bunch of people doing a thing and you should be aware of it and here's what you do around it or i may have they like everybody had little like cubbies where they'd like slip pieces of paper that give you new like pages of the script in your first year you're really studiously looking at that and okay so i'm talking Uh about crossing jordan today all right good (laughs) and then by the last your last couple months you're like what i don't know like i'll i'll figure it out um so i did i may have just missed the memo during Mm. slower production years 80 percent of your script was about crossing jordan right (laughs) that was i think for yeah most of the late 2000s the primary i still don't know what it is or no idea in it 
the summer I started, there was a lot of we did talk a lot about Carpoolers, of which course. was a show with Jerry O'Connell, and I, mm, I was Bruce I knew McCullough. about it because Bruce McCullough directed it. Yes. Yeah, see, so we were really trying to hype people up on uh, um, on Carpoolers, and th- and then currently this is different because people I think people actually watch superstore but it was funny having to watch a tour guide say and if you look to your left you might see some familiar shopping carts because they're trying to get you jazzed up for a bunch of shopping carts <gasps> shopping carts the famous superstore blue wow yeah yeah People uh, go uh, so yeah i didn't know how to i didn't know how to respond and i yeah mainly worried about like the stir craziness of those actors and i still worry about the normans up there just wait, playing a oh, psycho yeah. and doing fa- just sitting there by yourself for hours on end. I was go un- crazy. Yeah. I was unnerved. Uh, uh, we were taken up around there. We had a walking tour of some of that area uh, not long ago, and we we stopped in a golf cart we're- right by the psycho house. Yeah, by the psycho house, and I and briefly considered, oh, maybe I can get a picture on the porch and then a tram came by and norman bates came out of the house because they were still repairing the motel yes. from horror nights so. normally norman comes out of the bates motel he comes up with the tram that's it but they had put norman in the the house this time oh. so he comes out to terrorize the tram but we're on foot like 20 yeah. feet from him and he turns and like looks at us and i was like ah, like i was like yeah it's like he's going to come after us. Oh, if you look to your left, wow. look out. There's Norman Bates, and next to him, a couple of dipshits next to a golf course. Yeah, we broke the illusion. <laughs> we did. For sure. Us in the VIP trolley, we kind of followed up that road. That's true. There was a VIP trolley. Like We were all combing through the wreckage of the of the neighborhood. Yeah. So. I, I take that stuff seriously, and one time I was wandering the lot. Uh, uh, I was I was walking around there with our friend Ryan Perez, and we went we walked up to the like the back of Jaws, so we're like across the lake we watching d- the thing happen. And I was like, I I can't, I I can't let this place down. This is my alma mater. We got to do this right. So we, I made him like react to the death of well, the uh, <laughs> of the, the, the fisherman getting eaten. It's funny you say that, and I don't. Th- I I will keep the whoever took us to do this secret. I don't know if it really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he'll go over there on his lunch break, and they'll always react to it. So he was like, "Hey, we're gonna go over to the behind the jaws, and we'll react when the guy gets eaten." So the tram pulls up. This we were waiting for this. The tram pulls up. The diver, the blood, the whole thing. He and I go, ah, like we react. I look over. Jason's on his phone taking a video of it, (laughs) not reacting at all. And we go, Jason, this was the whole thing. We were going to all pretend. And, oh, I'm sorry. And then it didn't. But you ruined it for those tourists. (laughs) 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 I'm showing them the real behind the scenes. You were like some sick uh, sadist who like, oh, yeah. just wanted a, to like, capture, yeah. capture snuff films. Yeah. 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 So, you were playing was... the part of a snuff filmmaker, <laughs> which it does count as something. It I does suppose. count as something. It was um, so funny, though, because I looked over and you were not reacting. You were just on your phone. <laughs> you know, when I was looking on YouTube, I think there actually was some additional tour content at some point in time for the for the Grinch, which is that... Um, okay, so it's not there anymore, but in the place where that is now Fast and Furious, there was this tunnel that was an, uh, initially when they built it, it was an avalanche, and then they painted it, uh, and it's it's like an infinite tunnel effect that's spinning and spinning, and that you know it really bugs out your per, your perspective and makes right. you dizzy, uh, and the whole tram fits inside of it, and uh, so it was an avalanche first, and then they painted it red uh, for Dante's 
peak to mm. pretend you were in a okay. lava flow, which was a pretty <laughs> tough sell. And then it became um, the mummy's tomb, uh, the tomb of the dragon emperor. And so it was just painted like tan. And But what is it? What do you mean it's spinning around? Avalanche makes more sense to me than that. It was always really odd. The whole, the whole thing was Great weird. Effect. Uh, Great effect. Very yes, disorienting. it does. Like yeah, yeah it's a very neat, Hard very like big haunted a, house effect. A property to glom onto though. Yeah, not a lot of things fit in terms of uh, yeah uh, rotating tunnels. So I think they did at one point try to make that tunnel Mount Crumpet the home of. Oh, they did. Of they they tried to make it like a avalanche in. Uh, the Grinch's mountain home, <laughs> but by then it was already painted brown for the mummy. So it was they just like kind of made it all bright green light and bright red light, and it was that you were rescuing Max mm. somehow, Max the dog. So when it was over, the Grinch is on screen and like you rescued Max, and, <laughs> but I did how? I don't. I just saw flashing red lights in a tunnel. They really they, a lot of lazy stuff with Grinchman, like a lot yeah. of like half ideas, not mm-hmm. a lot of money put behind it. But like, here's our Christmas thing. Here you go. I'll yeah. say this: uh, I think uh, you can get your picture with Max. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, from stuff I read, Max there's like eleven Maxes. They're rescue dogs. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, nice. that's nice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they get to showcase uh, rescue dog. Maybe get them adopted. And uh, well, you know, they're they're that not too aggressive. Huh. Hopefully they're no, not too great. No. You should adopt one of the Maxes. Huh? You should get a dog. I'm trying to get oh, you to get a dog. Hmm. Cute little Max. You, you can, should get a Max, yeah. So I went up there last night, and there is a... You can read a sign of Max facts, oh. um, which are, you know, that in the film there were six Maxes. Um, okay. All right. It says the names of all the dogs that played Max in the film. Fact one. Fact two. The film featured enough fake snow to cover nine football fields. One of my favorite things to say on the tram. Let's relate everything to football fields. Uh, (laughs) Important context. That's fact two. Fact three. Max is much, much more than just Grinch's loyal dog and unwitting accomplice. He is also his moral compass. (laughs) Fact? uh, About the... Carrick, now we're not so much in logistics. Fact four, please listen to the trainer's direction when you meet Max. Thank you and Merry Christmas. So there's really only two facts in there. Mm -hmm. One is just kind of a little character analysis, and one is just, hey, don't be mean to the dog. Yeah, don't turn Mm -hmm. your flash off. That's an instruction, not a fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird sign, guys. Yeah, that's Uh, That's what I think. I feel good about this podcast where I harangue makers of signs (laughs) in theme park locations. Put them in their place. Yeah, they should know what's coming. Signs in front of places where rescue dogs are given uh, opportunities (laughs) and uh, care of people. But I I do have to say, the the interview I saw with an animal trainer, he's like, yeah, you know, get... Get people thinking about rescue dogs this time of year and people getting dogs for Christmas. No, don't get people thinking about that. This is mm-hmm. like a bad time for because what happens is a lot of people get animals for Christmas and then a week later they they return them to Shelter Lake. So, folks, all we're saying, if you're going to adopt an animal, make sure you can uh, commit to that. Do it please. in the off season. Or do it in the off <laughs> Just please, yeah, it'd be great to clear the shelters for Christmas. Just make sure you can handle the commitment of an animal. Yeah. Can you? Can I? Yeah. No. <laughs> you, yeah, you're going away for the holidays. Probably so you not, certainly. Yeah. Right, so in January, you'll get one. I get it. Okay. 
I'm gonna get you. Be... I'm gonna get you a Saint Bernard for for Christmas, but I'll give it to you in January. You know, I hear are very. I mean, it'd be very fun if I had a giant dog. Um, uh, but dog and man, same size. Dog and man, same size. I, I He's going to have the barrel around his neck. I too. hear they're very, very manageable dogs, and they're, they are beautiful greyhounds. Oh, yeah. They're into gray. Oh, they have a ton of energy. Not really. Uh, that's what we associate them because of an unfortunate history of racing. racing. But if you take them for a couple quick walks a day, they mostly like to s- sleep. <laughs> Oh, and they're very affectionate, and uh, yeah. So you want a greyhound? So a I would love a, 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 a lanky alien look. I like that they look a little spacey. Uh, greyhounds, adorable dogs. Yeah, well, I'll think about. It. I think those might be. Well, I guess Saint Bernard expensive too. Mutts are obviously always cheaper than. You're gonna buy Jason a dog? Well, in this hypothetical comedy not comedy scenario, <laughs> but I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit of a. That is a little far for a bit, but. It, the idea of him and a greyhound or him and a St. Bernard living together is great. Yeah. yeah. You should just do it. No one should. Uh, it's your choice to make. That's true. All right, fine. I won't adopt Jason a dog. I won't <laughs> forcibly adopt him. You can cover the adoption costs. Let's compromise. Oh, the adoption costs. They have deals. I, I, we got they Edwin. I think deals. he was 75 bucks. Yeah. You can uh, you can get a real deal if you go into these shelters. Less than the price of Universal Studios admission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fact. And you get a lifelong friend. Well, but at Universal, you get a, a $15 beer. That's fair. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I was wandering around up there last night uh, checking out the Grinchmas festivities. Got myself a, a Dufftoberfest. Oh. The seasonal, which I think I mentioned previously, a the, the current seasonal uh, uh, Simpsons beer. I think in the running for, I like... Could be best theme park beer. Could be like mm. best. Not that there's a lot that are made specifically for theme parks, but it's like I, don't, I mean I like those Harry Potter ones a lot too. But Dufftoberfest is solid and nice and like wintry and toasty and mm. uh, no line at like the Duff Gardens area. And walked right up. Dufftoberfest, completely original theme park Simpsons IP. There's never a, is there an episode of Simpsons where they have Dufftoberfest? Uh, Could be like on the Duff tour maybe but i kind of like that i i the original simpsons ip now created in the park and maybe you could see it in the show mm-hmm. if we tweeted al gene we can get dufftoberfest into an episode sure It'll yeah be a whole episode probably they're out of ideas there yeah, yeah yeah whatever they're they hurting. can take yes absolutely so you were up there i mean reading the marketing it definitely feels like the holidays at universal marketing material materials for orlando and hollywood they're really pushing the Harry Potter Christmas stuff. Grinchmas yeah. is still on the websites and all. There's still show times, all of that. But they're coming hard with that Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, and I did, it was so crowded. There was a line just to get into the land. So wow. I didn't um I, I I didn't give it a shot. And it was just like like just super crowded up on that upper lot in in, in general. It was kind of a mm-hmm. mess. And this the main thing that kind of drives people to Grinchmas at night is this tree lighting ceremony yeah. that happens every half hour and this is a, a zero sight lines experience there is no it is so impossible to get an angle of this thing because there's just pillars and trees and signs everywhere so there is so much jockeying for space and people standing up on chairs and climbing up on planters and pushing each other out of the way and i i went and stood up on something to get a view and i thought i had cleared some people behind me but i had not so so i heard uh heard somebody behind me excuse me 
I turn back. I'm very like, I'm just like, oh my God, I thought I was not in front. I thought I'd clear you guys. Uh, uh, husband, apologetic, wife staring at me like that clerk who wouldn't approve the gay marriages oh, <laughs> just yeah, like staring yeah. daggers so fair and in general everybody's getting bumped and jostled and nobody had like they gotta figure out how to yeah. meet the demand of the tree lighting Not ceremony in the spirit of the citizens of whoville no like they're so kind people. their hearts grow and grow mm-hmm. and probably have less of a problem in orlando because they have all of seuss landing to decorate and play around with and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like trying to confine it to this tiny space. All told, I ended up being somewhat present for three separate tree lighting ceremonies. Wow! Whoa. Wait, they do it multiple times. They do it night? every half hour. Oh my god! Oh. And then you know what is a little neat, though? I didn't make it into Harry Potter. It's kind of there's certain views where it's in your your periphery, so you could see the projections on the castle and the fireworks going off. Uh, in it, it, conjunction with the snowfall in in Whoville, so that's kind of fun. That's cool. I did get a, I did get pictures of fireworks in the deep background and uh, fake foamy snow in the in the foreground, which that's fun. So that's always that's a theme yeah. park staple. Foam snow. We had foam snow on Disney. We, as, yeah, as yeah. we were Disney leaving Disneyland oh. at like eleven thirty or something, it was doing that, and the foam smelled like nutmeg. Really? They yeah. made it smell oh, yeah. like something? Yeah, it kind of had like a, a fall, that sort of fall candle smell. Mm-hmm. This seems like a good holiday thing to add to our vernacular of what we like and obsess over. Foam Fake snow? rocks and foam snow. Foam, sure. Nutmeg foam snow. Nutmeg foam snow. <laughs> um, if you're looking for a holiday present for us, mm-hmm. not that you have our address or anything, just get us a box of nutmeg foam snow. That's on Jason's Amazon wish list. <laughs> you can <laughs> no. just buy him gifts. <laughs> That and uh, uh, colored lights. That's one of my favorite colored lights. Like, we were talking to Zack Ryder. We were talking about the Tron coaster. And, and I was like, oh, I do want to see those colored lights. Like, that feels yeah, I said Neon. Weird. I don't know. He was so skeptical about the Tron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. But I, I am a, a real sucker for colored lights. Colored who lights, fake rocks, nutmeg snow. Colored lights. I, who is the Grinch that doesn't enjoy colored, a colored lights? A colored Fun light. neon lights in the dark. That's the greatest. You got one of those um, light bulbs that you can... A few years ago, you got a light bulb that you control with an app on yeah. your phone. And, and you, any you were lighted by it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Any color of the rainbow. And sure. You can change it for the season. You can have red and green in Christmas and purple and orange at Halloween. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What else? What are we going to say? Colored lights, of course. <laughs> My God. Let's be very clear about this. We are yeah. pro, pro colored lights. If anyone, any of these theme parks is thinking about not decorating for the holidays no. one of these years, save some money. Don't do it. We Don't need do it. Um, I, okay, so uh, what else in my Grinchmas excursion? You sent um, a postcard, right? I did send a postcard. I guess here, I, yeah, I can get into that. Uh, so uh, one of the things, uh, one of the activities at Grinchmas is the Whoville Post Office, um, which has some sort of confusing terms it isn't a place where you can send a letter to a loved one for the holidays with like a special grinch stamp or something uh it is a i mean it's it's a good thing what it is it's that you you send a postcard to the grinch Uh and they give you an address for the grinch which is listed as whoville wv which I guess is another Whoville, like Whoville, Whoville, hmm. uh, like who, like, like it's New, New York, York New where York. it's the state. However, there is a state that is WV. It is West Virginia, and there's a zip code listed. So I'm like, 
So this is Whoville in West Virginia. Does how the Grinch stole Christmas <laughs> take place in West Virginia? Uh, anyway, you send a postcard to the Grinch, and by doing so, uh, you they make for every one of these postcards they make a donation to a different charitable cause every year. This year, School on Wheels, an organization that provides one-on-one tutoring to homeless children, uh, and is the uh, uh, the only organization in Southern California dedicated to the educational needs of homeless youth. So it's a nice thing. I think it changes every year. Uh, that's a good thing. You just write a fun little postcard, and then a donation is made. Uh, good, good job, Universal. So. <laughs> But to do this, you have to write a message to the to the Grinch himself, and the here's here's the the what comes before the blanks of this postcard. Uh, Dear Mister Grinch, I grew my heart three sizes this Grinchmas. Here are my good deeds, uh, and then you have a three step opportunity to prove that your heart grew via good deeds. Mm. And there are three of us, and I thought I should list a good deed for each of us. Right. And uh, so uh, I'll post this on Twitter so you can follow along. But uh, here are what I consider podcast the rides good deeds mm-hmm. for this Christmas. Uh, number one, Mike cleared his plate and did not waste one drop of food. Mm-hmm. Very good, Mike. Thank number you. two, Jason accepted his time in the penalty box. And thus he and Nick Mundy tolerate each other. <laughs> All, and all I had to do was kick and scream while I was in there. <laughs> and refuse to go the second time. <laughs> uh, right, Rightfully so. Uh, you, you did your... Uh, all of our limits. Did your due diligence. <laughs> uh, uh, and number three, Scott kept wine grape growers happily employed <laughs> and sowed the seeds of tolerance between hashtag launch queens and hashtag no launch queens. That's true. And uh, for these three, I think all of our hearts grew bigger mm-hmm. this year. And uh, thus, uh, nice. Universal will make a donation uh, based on these deeds. So, what's the uh, size? You're of welcome. That, what's the size of that donation? Uh, <laughs> Seventeen cents. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, every, it's an every annual little... pass holder discount on a beer. Everything, everything helps. Sure. <laughs> um, so that was fun. I sent That's a post. Nice. I sent a postcard. I got to see the show where you see the moment where uh, the Grinch flips. Where he turns and becomes good, you see his uh, heart grow as a bunch of red lighting that conveys that, and then uh, and then the the actual tree lighting things is impressive and fun, and uh, uh, so that little show is nice, and you get to see some seal faces. You also get to see a uh, beloved character from the film, Mayor Augustus Mayhew. Yes, Mayhew. Let's talk about Mr. <laughs> Mayor. Uh-oh. I, Uh-oh. I mentioned this on the Charity Lance stream that I wasn't sure you had come across uh, I him. was wondering. Yeah. We, do, yeah, we just did this thing for Defunct Land, uh, a little, this, this charity. We're, we're very charitable in this so Christmas charitable. season. Uh, uh, and a yeah, mayor came up, and I was wondering if this is who you were talking about. Yes. So I saw uh, uh, you know, a report from from Grinchmas uh, either last year or two years ago, and the uh, vlogger spent some time talking to Mayor Augustus. And mm-hmm. as I said on this live broadcast, as we have learned at this point, all other uh, theme park based mayors make me furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Augustus was no uh, no exception. Yeah, I think he's reckless. I think he is uh, not mm. kept. If if one person can make Christmas go to shit in Whoville, clearly the mayor has not put precautions in place. 
his mayoral sash mm. has a bunch of medals and stuff on it, and I want a full accounting of how he earned all those medals because mm. if not, at best, that's stolen valor. At worst, he is like the hollow figurehead of a banana republic. So, is yeah, it, what what wars are occurring? What are wars? there like yeah. Susian beasts stomping around? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he slayed a pack of Grinches. You want medals for earned distinctions, like it being your birthday at Disneyland. Yeah, he yeah. should have had a birthday button. Um, that would have made more sense. Yes, that's fine. He, everyone has a birthday. Um, uh, I'm sorry yeah. you feel this way. I, I wasn't. I you. was also disappointed to hear like who played him, who embodied this character in the movie was Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, kind yeah. of a creep. Though Whereas, un- unrecognizable on some level. Yeah, once you know it, once, once you, know you know who's it, under that snout. But Martha May Huvier, the singer, uh, star of the musical review at Christmas, played by the great Christine Baranski. Mm-hmm. Uh, always happy to see her get work. You know who was not happy to see her though oh, was no. Mrs. Uh, Geisel, Geisel, uh, the widow. Really? Because her, she had a lot of like. Well, she before the film came out, she made a lot of cuts in the script and said that American Pie stuff has no place in Seuss. <laughs> uh, so things were offensive to her that were cut from the film, and okay. now she only has one problem with the finished movie, which is the. Uh, as the article describes, pillowy cleavage of Martha May Hoopier. Okay. Uh, odd word chosen by this Entertainment Weekly. I, uh, by the way, I agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Button up. It's You'll catch a cold. It's this winter. Is a child's film. I do not care for that. Mike is chomping on his emergency graham crackers uh. to keep his... Uh, his it, it, his temperaments down, mm-hmm. his inner, inner humors balanced. Yeah. The theater should at least provide an optional fence that can be put up <laughs> if the audience votes to not see the pillowy cleavage. Bosom. No bosom. Yeah. I will not be subjected to that. Not for the holidays. It's that time of morality. Uh, um, <laughs> so, but that's an instance. I don't think Martha is wearing a nose, right? Because she's got to sing. Got to have that all clear. I don't know, but in the film she does. Oh, in the film she, but at the Grinchmas live review, like quick little musical numbers, oh. and the backup dancers also didn't seem to be okay. Covered yeah. in noses, hard to sing and hard snouts. to sing. Yeah. Um. By the way, some of the things that were cut in the like so some sexual innuendos were cut from the movie, but also a sequence about a family that did not have a Christmas tree or presents called the Hoosteens. Um, oh, oh really man. Jewish that was, yeah that was a joke Jeez. in the I mean like probably hate, written by a Jewish that. writer because a couple like Seinfeld guys like uncredited wrote on uh-huh. this um, oh okay that's um, fun and, that's and yeah, actually no I bet there were like yeah that's not so bad and then also that there was a uh uh, that on the Grinch's wall was a stuffed uh, head of the cat in the hat. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's kind yeah. of fun. The Grinch murdered the cat. It seems in the yeah hat. a little dark for that movie, but sure. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. I mean, here's my thing with both Grinchmas as like uh, a theme park event and that movie. And I will say, apparently, the theme park event is very popular, and it seems like it was packed it was, when you yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, not not any room to breathe. In fact. Um, uh, I can't figure out the tone, like the comedy of it. I don't know. I think in in our comedy, we'd probably say I'm not sure what the game of this is. Like, I don't know what the to- what the point. It sounds like it is the very vestige of like Jim Carrey, wacky, like '90s wacky, but like mm-hmm. all for families. Yeah, it's it's like um, I well, if if there's one thing you can pull 
from it, it's that the Grinch is uh, is rude and cantankerous. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the the meat of it. And like, yeah. like I'm gonna I'm gonna go meet a guy with a lot of attitude, uh, but real sticky too. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, um, there was there the, the I, I highly recommend Universal made some like viral vids starring local actors playing the Grinch and there's uh there's one where especially I liked where the Grinch reads nice tweets kind of an inverse of the Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel bit uh people have tweeted nice things to the Grinch and he hates all of them and like mock vomits mm-hmm. and one makes them wakes him so sick that he says like uh, somebody get me a glass of motor oil filled with broken glass <laughs> Which I like. I like a rude guy who eats inedible things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eggshell pie, please. Uh, dead that is skunk good. stew. Yeah, that's something. Um, give, uh, give me a carton of light bulbs already. Jeez. <laughs> I, that voice, by the way, is like, what is it? It's yeah. Like, all these actors have had to learn this voice. I was, I, t- I was appraising it as kind of like, sort of like Jimmy Durante. Like yeah. Cha cha. Yeah. Does he have? Has anyone watched an interview with Jim Carrey? Like where he says, like, "Oh, I put Jimmy Durante together with uh, the McGruff, the crime dog." Oh, it is like McGruff. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, when we're talking McGruff, like it's kind of this, but it's a little more like like rocks in the mouth or something. I bet McGruff would also uh, McGruff would probably take a bite out of the cat in the hat. I'll take a bite out of him. <laughs> Sometimes I gotta take the law into my own hands. <laughs> right. That unruly cat was not given permission to enter. By... Home invader, home invader. <laughs> this is I just decided now we have to eventually do the Patreon about the songs that McGruff does Hell, that you yeah. tipped me off onto a few months ago. Yes, because uh, I listen to them still a couple times a month. This is a McGruff album. Yes, is what Mike's referring to a couple of them. Yeah, you think you told me about one, and then I found another one. Oh wow! There's like a Pizza Jeez. Hut tie-in, a separate <laughs> McGruff album, and they're all about not doing drugs. So we'll do a Patreon only. Catchy about that. songs, good songs. Yeah, yeah, I know how to play them now on keyboard. <laughs> Particularly, well, I found out about it from the uh, uh, the uh, Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. I'm a big fan of, and he did, there's a McGruff song that is a like legitimately good attempt at Steely Dan style. Oh, yeah. It is about alcohol abuse. Is it called alcohol? I think so. Alcohol will yeah. make you sick. My <laughs> my favorite two are Make Your Body Last and Inhalants. <laughs> Don't do Inhalants. They'll suffer your brain. <laughs> and the kids, the kids choir and all of them. So anyway. that guy reach for notes. The Steely Dan yeah. one, has a, has, he has to go high and go, like, someday! <laughs> <laughs> There's one he, on the Inhalants, he's like, when some kids, other kids... Are taking drugs and want you to play, and like he like oh you can hear the effort in having to go yeah. down notes. <laughs> so get ready for Mike's pitchfork level section of McGruff songs. Oh God, do I love those songs? Podcast was... the ride classic albums. <laughs> I played those for Lindsay's mom and sister at Thanksgiving. Like on an instrument? No, no, no. I have the videos of them. So to, to go back, where I forget what other episode we mentioned this in. Mr. Bojangles' performances, uh-huh. two of them. Two and different then the McGruff ones. songs. The McGruff songs. Is what and, you offered and up the, as. And the Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark Letterman performance. 
So you were just doing like a, a, a late night comedy show, like found footage festival well, for I think I say Mike's before, twisted Mike's <laughs> videos, twisted. Mike's twisted vids. As I said, I think they had chosen most of the movies, so like it was the last day, and they're like, "Well, I go, well, what do you want to watch? Like, I don't care about anything. I go, I just usually watch YouTube videos." And they're like, "Well, what YouTube videos?" And I was like, "Well, here we go." Yeah. So don't do inhalants. <laughs> How'd it go over? Uh, they liked inhalants. They thought inhalants is fun. Everyone who I play inhalants for really enjoys it. And everyone at the Thanksgiving uh, uh, festivities dropped the inhalants that they were currently <laughs> right. doing. <laughs> wow, Mike, you they really taught us a lesson with these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, McGruff sounds like the Grinch. Yeah. Um, oh, we can't. I can't figure out the tone. The tone of it. Yeah, I don't know. Gruff. Gruff but sticky. It's yeah. It is like much more like he's Beetlejuice too, right? In a weird way, kind of. Yeah, he's like. But I, Beetlejuice not... also eats light bulb salads. Yeah. I think he likes gross things. I always. It's weird because the Grinch. Another this this just came up too. You have a video that you did uh, a very funny video, but the Grinch and uh, that song sung by another future Patreon episode. Oh <laughs> Thrill, yes, Thrill Ravenscroft. Thrill Ravenscroft, who um, is as the moon climbs high or the dead oak tree, the and then also uh, uh, you're a bad banana <laughs> with a crazy like, black bird. <laughs> like they make. The Grinch, they're, they're talking about the Grinch, but there isn't a lot of evidence in the original cartoon or in, and I can't remember about the book, that he truly drinks motor oil and he enjoys all, like he eats No, he's just nail a miser, clipping. lives on the outskirts of town. But he's like a, fa- he's kind of like a little fancy man. Like he's not, little fancy. he's not so gross. He's not so grotesque in those things. This did fulfill sort of the promise of the Grinch song, I feel like, and make the character much more grotesque and weird. And aggressive? Am I wrong? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because and the, from the cartoon, I was never like, "Ugh, the Grinch." I was just like, "Oh, that's that kind of like miserly man." But it's a big leap that he eats. You know that he would eat a, a rat fetus pizza. Yeah, but they kind of say it in the song of the cartoon. Yeah, but they don't show you that he does. No, that. but the song is. Uh, is it? Is it all? Why did I? I made that video because there's this weird song. It's a type of sauce. What is it? Um, uh, oh God, why can't I think of it? The, it it's like I think uh. it's more. It's comparing him. It's about you're a rotten egg. Okay, right, right. Uh, oh, mixed, mixed with a, a Dracula fart, and so it's not specific. Yeah, so I guess nothing in the song actually says he eats any of the things. We're just comparing him to the worst stuff. So okay, so he's yes. then he- it's not saying that that unless there's unless that they makes- cut a little sidetrack which he eats <laughs> so then that i guess it makes my point better actually that he's sort of it makes sense that they cast like cumberbatch as the grinch even though i saw so many just post online which was a good point why wasn't why doesn't cumberbatch have to use his english accent yeah mm-hmm. which he's like uses that boring dr strange yeah, why voice. would you hire him to know the dr strange voice that sounds like just so gen- he's he's got the greatest british voice and he has this Doctor Strange voice, and it sounds like the most effort that he possibly can exert. And it's like, why? Why wouldn't he just be yeah, the fancy Strange Grinch? Not required to be American. Like, yeah. So why isn't the Grinch just Sherlock, who has such a great evil voice, and not this like less good American Cumberbatch, a snooty voice. guy who doesn't want fun? By the way, what I was after was arsenic sauce. Oh right, right. That's the uh, yeah arsenic sauce. He does now. Most of it is if you take if you take this stuff literally, it is 
Uh, if you think uh, if that 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 the Grinch's brain is actually full of spiders and that he has garlic <laughs> in his soul, but it is a leap to say that he right. eats uh, scrambled cockroaches every morning, right? Like the the actors said, yeah. So so that's the take. It's the full like a full like a gross. Yeah. It's gross Grinch. Their take is it's he's gross now. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the difference in the Grinch, as I feel like, because he's gross. I'm wondering, is it possible? Because I I don't know if this is in the movie, but this is a screen grab from a YouTube video walking around Grinchmas in uh, Florida, I think. And one of the Coolville residents has a shopping bag from Who Mart, uh, oh, and it kind of like looks that. like the wa- looks like the Walmart logo. Do you mm. think he was just kind of put off by the capitalism by the rampant consumerism of the season and he's he he's just retreated to mount crumpet to get away from that which uh the jim carrey grinch yeah or any of them i guess they're jim carrey one because that's specifically in the carrey verse is that in the movie who i don't know i'm just saying if it's in the theme park version of grinchmas which is not the illumination then that's in the just in the jim carrey but i'm version. saying i don't know if it's in the jim carrey version or if that's a theme park exclusive ip like we were talking about but i'm saying because it's in the grinchmas which is in the theme parks which is the jim carrey oh verse, you're saying it's in that that's canon. the closest one that it's tied to can canonically i suppose so i mm-hmm. think you have to say that it's in the jim carrey verse and not the original or the new illumination we also know from the documentary Jim and Andy that mm. uh, Jim Carrey goes method and you have to wonder if yes. during the production of this film he drank motor oil with <laughs> broken glass in it every day the legend if he did I feel like we would have heard about it yeah because he would have talked about it a lot yeah yeah, yeah. there'd he be a there'd so be a, happy there'd be a full documentary about that the and I and that's when I decided the Grinch was uh-huh. going to come back and make his movie. <laughs> he was inhabited by the Grinch. For... Isn't, didn't isn't there a video like this, or is there a different Jim Carrey movie they made a parody? I think there's some mashup. There's that some was made, Grinchy, uh, okay, uh, Im- implying this uh-huh. uh, essentially. And he really did like fires every time he played Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> those were those look like f- fun little you know just smoke goes up and he gets charred like uh, like a looney tune but he really lit himself on fire mm. every single time you gotta respect it yeah um i have a question uh, where does my favorite jim carrey verse character show up in the park and i think the answer is nowhere where does baby grinch, baby grinch yeah. show up it's a real lack of baby grinch i noticed that too i want more baby grinch uh merch i want a little doll of it um, I was once I did okay. This movie is on Netflix right now, and I did skip to. I went and braved specifically the Baby Grinch <laughs> scenes. I once again stand by my assertion that saying that you like the Baby Grinch is a uh, a it's provocative fake. opinion mm. that cannot possibly be true. I do. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to like analyze what you're saying and to see if i if i can find it in my soul you're staring at the 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 hairy green baby nipple and trying to find how anyone could not like i like him i like him i think that this is his favorite yeah i like him over a little like this that's good mike your brain is full of spiders i that's fair and i'm sure there's many reasons why it's full of spiders but i think baby grinch is good 
I've had a year. We've talked. We've um, a year. You've had time to think about this. And I've sat on it. And I mean, I get this is a little scarier. This baby Grinch. It's the most scary thing. But like this one's good. This picture of him is good. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know what this is. (laughs) Everything you're showing is not good. These are different. Jason, you had my back about the snouts. What do you think of baby Grinch? You like Baby Grinch. I kind of like Baby Grinch. I don't like Baby Grinch with that, like, black matte backdrop, but, like, when he's, like, in his little chair and there's some colored lights shining on him. Look at Baby Grinch. He looks mischievous Why are his eyes so big? (laughs) I like it. The Grinch ends up with tiny little beady eyes. Why does, when he's a child... Why does he have big old moons? Somebody made, like, a full Baby Grinch shirt? No! (laughs) Let's see how much. It looks like it's $30. I found uh, this picture uh, found on Inside Universal. Uh, Here is just a picture without any context of the Grinch sticking his head in a garbage can. I think this this (laughs) is very very funny. (laughs) I like that a lot. Yeah. I laughed at that a lot. Puking or eating. It's funny. And, Scott, I almost texted you to get me the shirt up there from the gift shop. It's the Grinch, and it says, King of Naughty. (laughs) King of Naughty. They also have Queen of Naughty. Uh If I ever, if I show up somewhere and you guys are walking up to me, and Jason's wearing a, a queen of naughty shirt, and Mike is wearing a shirt that is just the full face of the baby Grinch. I am turning around and walking away, no questions asked. I don't care if we're in the front row of a concert and we paid two grand for the tickets. Like the Rolling I'm Stones. I'm hightailing it. If we're another Rolling Stones, Rose Bowl. Bowl. I do, I'm I'm walking right away. You know, we gotta if we can get you a shirt with like Jim Carrey with half the makeup on and him looking. Looking in the in the makeup chair, looking a little like, oh, can you believe this? We get you that shirt, and Mike and I wear our respective shirts, and we can rent like a convertible and drive down Sunset Boulevard. We can cre- recreate the entourage and they get both rich shirts in a bright green, uh-huh. in a bright green Cadillac convertible. <laughs> The Grinch uh, guys. The Grinch, Grinch guys. guys. They'll be your superhero. That is um, a, this is a scraping the bottom of the barrel podcast, if there ever was, with the full, all things Grinch, with the Grinch guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we'll maybe be there sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, remember that? Remember when you said that was a bad idea? Do we still think it is? No. I guess fine. not. Let's those, do it. There's those two Grinch shows now on TV, uh, and there's two Grinch movies a year. And sure. Uh, pretty much none of them are, will, they won't use the song from the cartoon at all, or mm-hmm. they'll remix it in a weird way. How do they, does it, Jim Carrey, seems like it barely uses the song. I think the song is iconic. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, certainly the Karloff, Boris Karloff did the narration and the voice of the Grinch. Thurl Ravenscroft did the singing right. uh, about the Grinch. But Well, uh, my friends, I'm glad I almost forgot to bring this up. Um, they Maybe they don't make... I mean, for sure Jim Carrey performs the song and he sings it. You right. know what I mean? That does happen. Okay. But they had to make room for a whole lot of other songs. The Grinch movie soundtrack has appearances from <laughs> legitimately some of our favorite artists. Mike, you love Bare Naked Ladies. They do the song Green Christmas. Good song. Good ben Christmas Folds song. Ben Folds is on there. Lonely Christmas oh, Eve. That's a decent that's song, a too. The Eels are on it. Wow. Really? Bizarre soundtrack. But um, let me, I'm just, I'm not even going to say the artist of this. I'm just going to play it. And I'd like for you to listen to. The original song, the second song in the soundtrack, uh, entitled Grinch 2000. 
This is a flip mode squad. Oh my god, flip mode squad. Bust the run? Miserable as Hezel. Uh, yes, Buster Rhymes. Uh, I can't tell if the other Flip Mode Squad is on it, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a Flip Mode Squad. Wow. Jim Carrey collabo. It's listed as Buster Rhymes and Jim Carrey. Yeah. Wow. Finally, wild. the two the the wackiest characters in their respective mediums. Sure. Uh, the the clown prince of uh, rap, Buster Rhymes. I do love Buster Rhymes. I haven't listened to that. Uh, Entire song, but I'm excited to learn that they have a collabo. Wow. Uh, there's a Smash Mouth song on here I've never heard called Smash Better Mouth Do too. It Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got NSYNC? It's all feels Faith Hill. Very, it's a yeah, heavy it's hitter wild, yeah. soundtrack. End of the century. End of empire uh-huh. feeling like so much 2000s stuff does. Grinch 2000 was like a bookend of uh, <laughs> simpler times, humanity hmm. in some way. Um, Grinch, it's uh, it's fascinating to me. It's mm-hmm. like doing a whole like Scrooge land because the Grinch is like Scrooge. He's a mm-hmm. curmudgeon that doesn't like Christmas that gets turned around. So like, it, has anyone ever done a Scrooge land? The cr- the Cranks land. The um, who Christmas the with Allen. the Cranks? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other Scrooges. Yeah, yeah. It's time to acknowledge all of the Christmas haters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all Fred Claus land. That also seems like something Universal would do. Just oh, yeah, you know, committed Fred, to Fred Claus. A walk around Fred Claus still. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, he just walks <laughs> around in the New York area and, like, he hassles you. And But it's like, oh, that's Fred Claus? I've seen that guy, but I didn't realize. He just yep. looks like a man. He's just he's just he's a regular-looking guy. Do it's you just, guys get the feeling with, like, Christmas movies, ne- new Christmas movies that aren't, like, you know, cookie cutter kind of hallmarky kind of movies because i know people like those and they're they're fun fluff does it feel like with christmas movies now everyone's trying to go like well elf was a hit a dozen years ago maybe this could become a classic like elf which i am yeah. still surprised that yeah. like oh yeah people apparently really love elf well movies take like the the like crater the meteor crater that is left by a single hit movie lasts right. for so long. Yeah. We're still watching Hangover ripoffs way oh, down yeah. the line. Yes. It's crazy. Oh, the hang. Yeah, the Hangover influences. That. A game night is you can draw the line between mm-hmm. like the R-rated comedy yeah. of, of that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Well, that's how because comedy hits are so rare. Right. If one happens, scr- hurry, scramble. It's all this now. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Beatles, and then the wake of the. British Invasion and all the other Except pop some of bands. those bands were good. Though. Oh sure, well some of the movies that get made turn out to be okay too. I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, there's things that probably happen as a result of Hangover that are right are fine. Um, yeah, fish out of water Christmas movies. I don't know any good ones yeah. lately. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the, if there is. Hmm. People seem to like that. There, what is the, there's a Netflix there one where Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. But Do the, people like that, or is I that think ironic? It's, the, it's the, the novelty of like, oh, look, it's 
It's fucking Kurt Russell, oh. and he's playing Santa Claus. I like the idea of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look at a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, I should say one more thing that I did uh, during my excursion to Whoville, uh, which mm-hmm. I have to step away from the, the mic for. Uh, let me let me go grab this thing, fill the space sure. wherever you see fit. All right. Um, I'm going to talk to Jason about eating those pancake sausages again, like we did on the Tokyo episode. I so mean, you said I've three found... to four a week you would eat of the stick, the yeah. pancake. Yeah, pancake sausage on a stick when you're you know, a child it's hard to feed you know you got to feed kids and you got to get them dressed in on the bus to school i get right. it they were real easy to microwave sure i mean i i, I yeah. my mom would go to what was called market day and she would like get a lot of sort of frozen things there was a thing we would have like chili crispitos you, oh. and they were like weird fro like they were frozen but then they were like i don't know if there were beans in them or rice and we all hated them and she would buy them every time. We would just reheat them because it was an easy thing to do. Did your Did your parents have a garage? Yeah. Do you have a separate fridge in there just for soda? No, but that my grandmother we had the soda did. Fridge. My grandmother yeah. had a downstairs the soda, the soda fridge soda as well. All right, Scott, Scott is back. What do you got? Modern you day snacks. Here we have. Grinch donuts. Oh my goodness! Holy shit! Donuts, which this is your journey. Good deed. Hey! All wow! Of our, all of our hearts are going to quadruple Holy now. Shit. Look at that. Uh, I I think this looks good. I think like visually, yeah, this is a, an exciting display. And uh, hey, I, I got forks. Uh, hey, d- dig into the Grinch's uh, uh, face. My God, this is a treat heavy episode. I think we're all gonna How, vomit, can, but we're we all gonna, gonna be have our heads in the trash we like can't the Grinch. Do this while we're on the air, can we? Or I can guess we? we can't. People will probably hate <laughs> that. So you know, no no reason to do that. Imagine we're eating it right now, though. But we'll be eating it after. We are all. I just want to. I'm gonna so stab excited. right into the Grinch's uh, face, okay. and I think this this I'll makes me feel too. like. Uh, you know, when when you're looking at this, when you're looking at a, a delicious, that is a thick layer of oh, yeah, my green God. frosting. I think this looks fantastic. And, uh, you know, we talk about plus it up and stuff. It's hard to even think about a plus up when you're staring at a dessert of this magnitude. I looks mean, fine. The only way it would be better is if it was a baby Grinch donut. Sure. <laughs> this does look fun. And I have to, I do it to give universal credit because I remember when Grinchmas, like, 10, 12 years ago, I thought it was all kind of thrown together and a little cheap. It does seem like they have pumped more money into it. And uh, uh, regardless of that, I do think the Dr. Seuss curvy Christmas tree does look nice. I think yeah, that's fun. Absolutely. Uh, even if Scott did not really get to see it because it's surrounded by <laughs> yeah. load-bearing pillars. People sure. fighting you at every uh, corner. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I had a blast. Uh, I think it's I think it's kind of funny that it's still Jim Carrey Grinch. And, Another 50 uh, years of this. Who Like, why not? Yeah. You know what? Sure. And I'm feeling generous. I'm full of, uh, I'm full of, of duck sausage and... Uh, uh, and I'll I'll be full of uh, green frosting. Uh, uh, the, the spirit of giving is here. I, I say, uh, uh, great job, Universal. Mm-hmm. Thanks for donating that money. Thanks for Ducktoberfest. Uh, uh, I, hey, I, I I feel great. It's the yeah. end of the year. It's the final podcast, the ride mm-hmm. of 2018, and uh, 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 I'm full of holiday spirit. My heart, my heart's growing uh, many, many sizes. My heart is growing as well. Sure, Jason's eyes are growing looking at that donut. Uh, it is, <laughs> and thank you all out there listening. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful 2018. Thank you for all your support and your kind messages. About yes, the show. very nice. It thank really you so has. Much. I don't want to go on about this uh, too much, but I was since the last one we're recording. 
in 2018. I was thinking about the first one that we recorded in 2018 uh, in Mike's other apartment. Yeah, uh, we had been we were network orphans. Our network had fallen apart mm-hmm. entirely. It was clear that if we were going to keep doing this thing, it was going to be much more inconvenient. Oh and yeah, kind of a pain to do. Uh-huh. But I don't think we really talked about stopping, but it was like, oh uh. come on, really. Uh, and I think the main thing keeping us going in my mind was the fact that well a it's been very fun to do but b there will be there even back then there was a little base of people who i knew would be sad if we stopped doing it yeah. and that base has grown like the grinch's heart mm-hmm. and i'm so glad we kept it up because if you think about 20 like from those from that bad 2018 start this year has been now we're with Forever Dog. We're wonderful. We launched the mm-hmm. second gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the, the live show, Tony Baxter, the City Walk Saga, all of this in 2018. Pretty crazy year. Yeah, really. Uh, if you put it all and stack it up like that, yeah, wow. Club 33, we got to go to Club sure. 33. It is pretty crazy. We conquered yeah. f- fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I wrote I'm into haunts the, now. What's that? I love haunts. Yes, you're a haunt guy. I'm uh-huh. becoming a, a, a launch queen. I'm on right. my way. Um, uh-huh. Jason had nothing to conquer. I got married Jason. and divorced. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, why didn't we ever bring that up? We never uh, talked about no, your brief failed. Uh, no, we don't have time, though. We have no, to wrap no. this up and say thank you to everyone. Um, and, and I wait. I have the number. I want to say the the number because I realized between the CityWalk saga and the second gate and the regular show, oh, uh, we been- in this year released seventy three episodes. <laughs> Wow, I thought, mania. Gee whiz. What a jam-packed year. Uh, uh, but wild. they were all a, a blast. I, and they were I, all great. I had a great time. So many of every single one of them. Uh, yeah. Perfect. There's no error that could be taken out of nope. a single one of them. Audio mm. quality, pristine. Yes. Uh, Mike cord rustling, non-existent. Didn't mm-hmm. have it's in your head, We're listeners. leaving that in 2018, too. Huh? <laughs> hey, yeah. that's yeah. A, We have mic stands, stands now. <laughs> Look, we were scrambling oh. in the in the chaos of a network collapsing. You don't oh, have time sure. to think about getting a stand, but we got it now. Yep. We're stands for stands, and uh, I'm there using that go. that hip language now. Um, no, really, this has been a great 2018, and yeah. um, uh, and you know, big stuff coming in mm. in 2019. Um, I'm such l- as an episode about McGruff. Uh, <laughs> And I bet we'll do one about that um, Circle of Life uh, movie in the Land Pavilion. <laughs> yep. And that's um, that's all the ideas we have. All right. We're very all tired. It's been a big year. Um, uh, yeah. uh, we'll figure it out, okay? Uh, don't hold mm-hmm. us to the fire. Um, in the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter, Podcast A Ride. On Instagram, Podcast A Ride. Join our Facebook group. Uh, patreon.com slash podcast the ride your mm-hmm. de- December episodes you got uh, the Mission Tortilla Factory you got Blizzard Beach just released you'll have actually I don't remember what was just released Blizzard Beach be, well this will all by the end of December this will all be out and this your, your trip to the Queen Mary oh, my trip to the Queen Mary yes and, uh, and uh, now that you know now that we've done Grinchmas and Blizzard Beach. There are no more Christmas topics. That's it. We have run through, and even that one, Blizzard Beach is a stretch of a Christmas topic. Right. Yeah. More of a winter topic. Yeah. 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 We got to be loose with this thing. Uh, um, but we've got a lot. We got a year now to figure out the next one, and a yeah. lot of other stuff along the way. It's gonna be great. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, you survived podcast the ride twenty eighteen. Hey, seventy three episodes. 
uh, uh, we made it. Uh, but I, I, I feel great. It was a great year. Thanks everybody for your support and seriously for you know making us want want to keep doing. Yeah, this. We have so yeah. much encouragement. It's too. nice when people like a thing you're doing. It really is. <laughs> it changes really everything, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And hey, uh, Merry Grinch, Merry Grinchmas, Merry Edwin. Grinchmas to us all, <laughs> especially Edwin who is sleeping on the cords. <laughs> Merry Grinchmas, Merry Grinchmas, everybody. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Mike here with a quick addendum. So after we finished recording this episode, we got a very interesting email from Universal Studios Hollywood. They wanted to send us to interview a very important Christmas figure. Yes, the Grinch himself. They wanted us to come out and interview the Grinch. And how could we say no? So we said yes. Uh, Now normally we would have sent Jason Sheridan, our cub reporter, But look, it's the holidays. He's already back on the East Coast enjoying the holiday festivities and treats. So it was up to me. So I went up there and I talked to the Grinch. And look, it got a little controversial um, in regards to another host on the show. Uh, He hasn't heard this yet. So we're going to have to find out his reaction, you know, in a couple episodes probably. Um, But you are about to hear... My interview with the man himself, the Grinch, uh, the one who stole Christmas. Um, we have video of this, too, because I, I, I'm not going to—it got cut off a little bit is what I'm trying to say with the video. Um, but you can see most of the interview on our Twitter and probably on our Facebook page. Um, it's very good. It's probably the best viewed in a video and not just audio. Um, but also there's a video I met the Grinch's dog, Max. So, look, I was doing a lot of— good journalism and good in good in-depth interviews uh and and please enjoy this little addendum to the grinch episode mike carlson's interview with the grinch Hello, Mr. Grinch. I'm here, yes. Hello. Hello. It's a pleasure. A pleasure to meet you, Mr. Grinch. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming. Thank you. My name is Mike Carlson. I'm from Podcast the Ride. Podcast the Ride? It's a theme park podcast. Like the radio? It's like the radio, but I guess it's worse, probably, because less people hear it. Oh, that's disappointing. But, I mean, some there's a small but very, like, excited fan base. Oh, perfect. So that's good, and they're so very like 10, excited. 13 people. At least 13 people okay. listen, and they're going to be very excited about this interview. Oh, um, so I just have a few questions yeah. for you. Um, what does it mean to you to have a holiday named after you, the Grinch? Wow, yeah, well, being a celebrity is really a big responsibility. Having a whole holiday named after me, <laughs> it fills me with complete disgust. They want to commercialize me, and I do not approve. Do you know, I don't get enough royalties for this. That's a breaking coverage right there. Well, yeah, uh, hey, I, I understand that. We don't get royalties for a podcast either, so, well, like, what are you yeah. Doing, I, it's fun, I guess. It's Mike also. It's okay, though. Okay, it's Paul, a, whatever you say. Yeah, anything is fine. Uh, you know, you, you seem like you're a little, bit of a grump sometimes, but have you made any friends here at Universal Studios, like, with the famous Universal characters like Transformers or Lucille Ball? I don't know what you're talking about, Peter. What I make friends with is who I already have. My friend Max. Have you met Max yet? I have not met Max. I'm excited to. He's just sitting there. You and don't he's... need another friend, man. All you need is man's best friend. His dog. And possibly Martha May. <laughs> Wow. Yes, yes. Woo! I, I'm very excited to meet all the people from Whoville. Wait, and Mother May, too? Look, she's taken, man. Back up. Okay, well, I wasn't actually. There's no, like, sort of thing I was 
If there's not a thing between us or anything. Yeah, I know, because she's with me. This guy. Okay, well, I just want to say, yes, you guys have a good time. I won't even talk to her, you know? I won't even... I would appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much, James. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as far as, like, just being here at Universal, have you made it out to City Walk or anything, or are you just kind of stuck here talking to folks all day? Have you not seen the chain around my ankle? No, I can't go anywhere. They don't let me go 10 feet out of this space. Okay, well, that... No, I haven't been anywhere else. Okay. I know. It's so disappointing. There's a great Margaritaville restaurant that if you get done with Grinchman's, I think you should go. Wait, explain to me of Margaritaville. What is this? Is this a town? Uh, well, it is. It's a kind of a place. It's a state of mind, really. But it's a restaurant where you can have a margarita and like a wet burrito or something. It's very delicious. You should a try wet it. burrito. Mm-hmm. Sounds sloppy and delicious. Right on my alley. Yeah. So when you're done, you might, we, maybe we'll all go and get one after this. Ooh, you inviting uh, me? I am, yes. All right, we have to devise an escape plan to get me out of here. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out after this. Oh, uh, thanks, man. And just to wrap up real quick, on our podcast, we often have a debate about the Grinch, and specifically okay. you as a baby. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of you online. Um, and it's very cute. Like, yeah. I think you're cute. I think Thank you were you. a cute... Yes, I am cute. Yes, I agree with that statement. Okay, so basically I just want you to solve the problem. Are you cute? I think, yes, Baby Grinch is very cute. Well, who's tell... All right, I want the names. List them out for me. Who thinks I'm not cute? Well, my co-host Scott Gardner says Baby Grinch isn't so cute, and I disagree with him. Oh, okay, where's a baby picture of Scott? Because I bet he's not that cute either. Oh, well, look, next year I will bring Scott's baby picture and I'll show it to you. What do you think of that baby picture? I think he's cute, too. I think you and Scott as babies are cute. Oh, so just a general, oh, babies are cute thing? Uh, yeah, I like babies. Thank you so much, Mr. Grinch. Oh, uh, we say at the end of a podcast, you, Mr. Grinch, you've just survived Podcast the Ride. Hooray! So, Wait, did you want me to say that? Oh, you could say it, too. Yeah, let's do that. You've just survived Podcast the Ride. Pretty good. Thank you so much. Pretty good. That was fantastic. Amazing. That's what I meant to say. Thank you. Thank you. It was a A pleasure. Oh, I love your padded coat. Oh, thank you. I like your coat, too. Yeah. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to 